This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker and on digital radio. This is Love Sport News. From the Sky News Centre at 7. British Airways says it's urgently investigating the theft of people's data from its website and app. The carrier says personal and financial details were taken between the 21st of August and yesterday from customers making bookings. The government has reversed its decision to cut taxes for self-employed people. Class 2 national insurance contributions for them were due to be scrapped, but they'll now stay in place. It'll cost around 3 million workers about £150 a year. Our economics editor, Ed Conway, has more details. Is this a big deal? Well, for the public finances, it's not insignificant. You're talking about £350 million worth of tax cut that was going to happen next year. And it affects self-employed people, business people around the country, uh, many of whom are furious uh, that this is going to happen. Russia's accused the UK of unleashing disgusting anti-Russian hysteria during talks about the Salisbury spy poisoning at the UN Security Council. Leaders of countries including the US, France and Canada are backed Theresa May's claim that the suspects are Russian spies. America's United Nations representative Nikki Haley told an emergency meeting the conclusions should be a concern for people everywhere. Every one of us in this room and listening around the world should be chilled to the bone with the findings of this investigation. US authorities have charged a North Korean programmer over a global cyber attack which hit organisations including the NHS last year. The hack crippled computer systems and phones at loads of health trusts, forcing staff to revert to pen and paper. The energy regulators announced the level of a new price cap that it says will save 11 million households from poor value deals. Off-GEM's proposal would mean suppliers would have to cap their annual tariffs at £1,136. And the inaugural Nations League starts tonight with nine fixtures. Wales get underway against the Republic of Ireland in Cardiff later this hour. It's the first meeting since victory for the Republic last year ended Wales's chance of World Cup qualification. That's the latest. I'm Charlie Maggs. Known originally as the Glaziers, this club are far from fragile. They've been building their nest in Selhurst Park. And the Eagles are ready to swoop in and bring out the claws this season. It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. With seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds.
It is Saturday the 6th of September, it's 7pm, I'm Sam Homewood, I'm here, I'm with Nick and Dia. It is back of the nest time. It's Thursday, not Saturday. What did I say? I said Saturday. You said Saturday. <laughs> You'd be amazed at how often I say the wrong day of the week. Yes, indeed, you're right. <laughs> Thursday. Thursday, I'm really yes. struggling to get that into my mind. Yes. Which is weird, on Monday I was saying Sunday, on Sunday I said Saturday, and on Saturday I, I said Saturday. So yes. I was right on Saturday. Going into that week, I've been right, yeah. yeah. Anyway, should we get started? Yeah. Southampton is the starting point here. Yeah. Which seems like we're starting with a negative. How you? How did you both see that one? Um, it, I think it is the most disappointing performance and result so far this season yeah. because uh, mainly due to how the players played. You, mm-hmm. you didn't the majority of the times. Um, you know, you, all the all the players players under Roy Hodgson, they've been good and they put in the effort. But it seems like against Southampton, the effort was not there, and it right. was a bit rare to see. And mm-hmm. that's what made it disappointing. I think. Yeah, I think the fact that Zaha got injured literally in the last thirty seconds of training on Friday had a lot to do with that. It yeah, I think it played a part, but it shouldn't. But it did. It did to a certain extent. I think Roy's tactics played a part as well. I think that's the most disappointing thing about mm-hmm. um, Saturday. I know, yeah, it was Saturday. <laughs> yeah, um, it was. It he hasn't he hasn't changed it. He's kept with how it is last season, and you would expect that. But when it doesn't work, sometimes change it up. And throughout the game, since the start to around 60, 70 fifth minute, where he did actually kind of change it up. That's till then it didn't really work, and that's the most frustrating thing about it. Mm-hmm. He he seems like he doesn't really adapt to what's actually happening in the game and just watches and hopes for the best and that's yeah. the downside. Yeah. I think I think a lot of a lot of that's less down to Roy and the fact that Hennessy made that wonderful penalty save with his legs and that actually got the team going more than more than any subs, although the subs did make a difference. We've talked about the subs and obviously that Wilfred Zahar was missing, so let's start with the lineup. What did you make of that starting lineup? The the, the fact we had Ayu in for Benteke, I think we were quite looking forward to seeing what he could deliver weren't we yeah Jordan Ayu it was his debut of course and many people wanted it beforehand but it mm-hmm. finally came because Zah um, was injured yeah um, we will talk about his performance in depth in, in, in a second but um, when we're looking at uh, when we're looking at the lineup the main man who was missing in defence was Tompkins but Martin Kelly he has experience so that was, that was a loss and also Wilfred Zaha mm-hmm. apart from that there was not that many surprises so it was it was on paper, it was you know it was a lineup that could actually beat Southampton, but yep. tactically, I think the plays just it didn't work well with all them plays on the pitch. It just you know we struggled. What would you have done differently? I'd have done differently, um, or, or more quickly. You've got to give Ayu a go. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I'd have I'd have actually pushed Wan Bissaka up a bit and, and dropped Joel Ward back in and kind of used Wan Bissaka and uh, Townsend to be getting the balls into Benteke as he would have would would have done last season if Zaha was out and right because I, I think Wan-Bissaka can, can play that position quite well he can but we haven't seen him play there in the Premier League I think Wan-Bissaka he, he played solid as a right back and Going forward, yes, he has shown glimpse of you know pr- um, talent, but he's more of a right back instead of a, r- a right winger. And I think what we could have changed is how them pl- we played a typical four four two. Maybe if we change it to a four three three because Zal wasn't there, and you know instead of having Ayu next to Benteke, I think that could have actually you know changed the game up a bit. And also maybe play Max Meyer because Jeffrey mm-hmm. Schlupp he had another poor game, and yeah, I think that was it. There was not that much creativity going forward and I think it's down to formation and some individuals as well. 
you've uh, both mentioned Benteke. What do you think of him and his standing within the club? Obviously, he didn't have the perfect season last season. We were, we were. I, I think Palace fans are, are now really, really starting to tire. But, but looking back at the game, it looked like he made missed real sitters. Mm-hmm. Sitters with your head, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's notwithstanding the fact that we had an England goalie. Yeah, uh, we were facing, and it, he pulled off a couple of incredible saves from Benteke. And it's it's all right saying, oh, in slow motion, he should have directed it here, should have directed it there. But I don't know. Maybe maybe his confidence is shot just for that last moment. That's that's you know you talked about confidence, and when the season started, the first game against Fulham, his conf- he seemed like his confidence was there again. And Benteke, he was he was the old Benteke that we've seen. However, as the game's gone on, it seems like. His confidence going uh, went down a bit, and against full, uh, no against against Southampton, yeah, again he missed chances which you should take if you're a Premier League striker, and that really did end up costing us, I think, in the game. It's not ideal, is it? What about Jordan Ayew? It's his debut. Impressed? Disappointed? Work rate, work rate was good, um, but average. He, he didn't do anything that made me think, oh, we've got got live wire here, but I, I didn't think he was that useless either. Yeah, um, a bit like that, but I didn't really expect wonders because, first of all, it's his first game for the club yeah. and he's had uh, troubles off the pitch whilst he was at Swansea, so I didn't really expect miracles. But, yeah, I, you know, I liked what he saw sometimes, you know, I, him and Benteke had done some good passes, but we ideally have to see more. I think yeah. with Jordan Ayew, it just matters with uh, Serloff. That's the biggest competition, and right now I would still take Jordan Ayew instead of Serloff. Do you hope for more as the season goes on? Um, expect more, I guess. Yeah, of course. Um, we before the season even started, we expected you know this is our season with with some of the signings we got, and you know uh, how how last season ended. We thought we can really push on and do something special, but it hasn't really started. You know, great. We against Fulham, yeah, we had a um, decent result, but other than that, we've we've lost three games in a row now, and that's not like Roy Hodgson Palace team. Yeah. So that's that's the only really disappointing thing. So re- this international break is vital because we need to regroup and look at tactics and look at some plays, and then after that, hopefully just push on and try to do something decent, which we've all been expecting. Yeah, Nick, do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, and it's it's kind of good that um, a couple of the players that were due to be playing aren't playing now, are they? Luca's not playing. I think we're going to talk about that later. Yeah. And. Um, Benteke's injured by all accounts. Yeah. So I don't know how long that's going to be for, but, but the fact that Zaha's injured means that yeah. we need the international break. He's, we've kind of heard, he's alluded that he's going to be back in time for the Huddersfield game. So we'll have to see if things crossed. Well, when we come back after our break right now, we'll have to talk about Wilfred Zaha. Joe Hart, hands of pure butter. I love butter. Love sport. I work for AspokesmanSaid.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit AspokesmanSaid.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. The Love Sport Fan Shows. The fear will get you in trouble eventually if it's not managed properly. And that's my fear with Gwendozi now. Well. The last time we had a 19-year-old midfielder breakthrough that we were all excited about was Jack Wilshire. And look what happened to him. It's great that he's doing well and I'm happy and I'm, of course he deserves to be in the side right now. But as a manager, you've got to get your arm around him and say, right, we need to calm this hype a little bit. We need to take you out of the spotlight a little bit and just get his feet back on the ground. Weekdays and Sunday from 7pm. I have to tell you, cricket, the poor man's baseball. Give it up, seriously. 558am, Love Sport. So, Wilfred Zahar, in the last nine Palace fixtures that he's been missing from the squad, there have been nine defeats. 
Can Palace exist without him? Can they cope without him? Do they need a better plan to play without him? Or is he just so good that there isn't really anything else you can do? I honestly don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I don't know whether it's circum just coincidence that mm -hmm. we've lost all of them games because we've got the players to do it. He's he's definitely Palace's best player and you know he's a he's our biggest threat. Mm -hmm. However, I think we should do better to cope with Ryan. We haven't done we haven't done so well and I think it's mainly due to tactics. We play, we set up like we will when Wilf is playing when he's not playing and I think that impacts us going forward and that's what Roy needs to realise. He needs to change up. When Wilf isn't there then, you know, change it up. Try adapt it to the players that are actually playing because ideally Wilf would have played next to Benteke. That's what his plan was but he wasn't there and it didn't really work. That's what that's what my thinking behind it. We need to do a bit better tactically when Wilf is not there. That, that's the problem we've got, isn't it? It's kind of let's get the ball to Wilf and, and see what he can make make of it. And I don't know how much they they do of training without Wilf in the team in their training sessions because it is is the big one, isn't it? Yeah. However, if you're looking back at the Southampton game, game, I don't think the result would have changed if Wolf was playing because if you look at midfield, I think that's our that was our weakest point we got outrun and um, Luka Milivojevic who's been fabulous for us since he came to Palace this season he just seems like a different type of player and him and MacArthur hasn't worked out well so far so yes Wilf would have if he played it would have been somewhat different we would probably be more creative going forward but I still think you know in midfield we just lacked it and we probably would have still got outrun mm -hmm. so I think that's that's the main downside so just tactics and individuals rather than just Wilfred Zaha that cost us OK that seems fair back yeah. to the Southampton game there was a penalty shout on Benteke. How did you see that one? I think it was one of those six of one half a dozen mm -hmm. of the others. Could have gone could have gone either way. It was Bertrand, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um it's a weird one because when you look at Benteke he's a very physical player, so yeah. you wouldn't expect him to go down easily. But then after watching the replays, it was it like it was quite unexpected and he did end up going down easily so uh, it is a hard one and you know on another day it could have been given but then again we shouldn't rely on penalties to end up scoring goals and you know the referee overall on Saturday I don't think he had the greatest games to be fair yeah so I don't I don't I don't think it was a penalty I think he went down a bit too easy Benteke in my opinion okay well Southampton's first goal who did you think was at fault for that or was it just sometimes goals are scored and you can't do anything about it I've I've watched Kelly back on the replay about mm -hmm. eight or nine times now and I'm not sure how he doesn't get to the ball but I can kind of see why he doesn't get to the ball just because of the angle it's coming and the way he's yeah. positioned it's, yeah it is a good ball but if you look at it you have it is it is a defensive error because Martin Kelly should have done better he was, he was caught ball watching and then um, I, was, I think it was Danny Ings I think he, he's the one that scored the first goal he just got in behind and he just, you know, Danny Ings, that's what he does best. He's a great finisher. And once yeah. he's given the opportunity, he just scored. But it's, I think it was a defensive um, error from Martin Kelly, to be fair, because he just caught ball watching. And it's quite interesting because Martin Kelly and Sacco all game, it, they, it did seem a bit shaky in defence. And um, we've definitely missed Tompkins, I'll say that. Yeah. 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 Do you think the squad is, is as good as it needs to be? Oh, your, your squad can always be better, can't it? Uh, again, it's 
it might be injuries rearing their head. I, yeah. I saw a horrible clickbait article <laughs> on the internet this morning, and it, it was something like um, Palace defender confirmed not starting against Huddersfield. You think, oh, who's that? Who's that? Turns out it's Scott Dan, who we know isn't coming back for ages. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's really, really annoying. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't blame. Injuries, I think we've got the players. Like, mm-hmm. you look at our bench and Kyoto came on, Max Meyer came on. So there's talent there, definitely. I don't think we haven't got the place. We've definitely got the place, but it's just them players are not playing. Mm-hmm. So I said it before, Jeffrey Slot for Meyer should have happened earlier than when it did because it doesn't it doesn't really help when you bring on a player in the same fifth minute and there's not enough time for him to impact the game and another player Luca is a bit of a tricky one because before Southampton's game some people said you know there's no way you can drop Luca but Luca could have been you know subbed there and for for Kriate and you know early as well just like Max should have maybe it could have been different because he had a really poor game he couldn't pass he couldn't do anything and it's quite scary what's happened to him so yeah yeah i think we're going to talk a bit more about luca later aren't we yeah we will um yeah it's disappointing some wag on twitter said that roy only makes subs on his age so it's the second, <laughs> second minute, you know. Yeah, like, it was sixty something when he was at Fulham. He yeah. made the sub. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what that is. I don't know, but yeah. it's very late in the game, and, you, and you've got to think. Well, if it's if it's not working, mm-hmm. then you've got to do something about it. But when Kuarte came on, he came on for Townsend, didn't he? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I was a bit surprised that we lost one of our main outlet players, who I thought was playing well, and I looked at his heat map. Townsend's heat map all over the place. Really? Constantly running. Yeah, so that substitution there, like, you would have brought off Luca maybe for Kriate mm-hmm. instead of Townsend because we need to score goals and Townsend's been all over the pitch. I understand that. And, you know, he's probably our biggest attacking threat going forward right now. And when you take him off, you lose that threat. I didn't understand what's the point of, you know, putting another midfielder and having you know I know Macca went uh, to the right midfield but it just didn't work I thought Townsend should have stayed and it was a really disappointing substitution in my opinion and it yeah. could have been different because Macca was Macca actually had a couple of chances didn't he the, the one that hit the bar yeah but that, that's the thing Macca had chances I didn't I don't think Townsend had the greatest greatest games of you know we've seen him play better but you'll still keep him on just for that attacking threat. When you take off Townsend, you look at that side and you haven't got Wilfred there. You've got Maka and, you know, with all due respect, Maka isn't the greatest going forward. He's he's good, but he's not the greatest. If you have Townsend there as well, then something special could have happened. And I thought it was, you know, that substitution in particular, it wasn't really effective and it could have been used to a better extent. Yeah, Maka's not really a, a take-the-ball-forward-and-beat-people player, is he? Yeah, but he could do it. He, he still can do it, but it's just, you know... You reckon? You, you roll, yeah, yeah, well, he has done it. He has done it before. He's done it last season. Maka has scored goals for Palace. He's, you know, you can see he's fluky. Whatever, but I'm, he's, I'm, not, I'm not talking about scoring goals because, you know, he's always in the right position to shoot. But, I mean, actually playing the winger's role and taking people on. He, You're well, talking about yeah, last se- Yeah, last season he done that, 4-4-2. And when Ruben Loftus-Cheek was there, it worked out pretty well because Maka was playing out wide and Ruben Loftus-Cheek was playing out wide. That's the thing. Maka can do it. He's not the greatest at, at it but it would have been better if you had Townsend on on the pitch rather than uh, taking off taking him off and keeping Luca on then we would have had a better attacking threat in my opinion yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pen is on the floor uh, what about Wan-Bissaka do you think there are potential discipline issues 
Mm, is this because he got a yellow card and got a red card? No, he's, he's just trying to move his hand out of the way. And yeah. I, well, I, I can't agree with you fully that like, Wan-Bissaka is a fantastic, fantastic right back. You know, most other clubs are real, um, looking at him now and, you know, realising what talent we got there. But he played for England, um, I'm, I'm not too sure, under 90s or um, the other last international break and he got a red card there, gave away a penalty, got a red card um, against who was it the other week? Um, he, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he uh, made the last the last ditch tackle. Yeah, last ditch tackle uh, against Liverpool. Yeah, it was against Liverpool. He got a red card there. So, I think discipline can be an issue, but many Palace fans haven't realised it yet. I'm not. I'm not blaming him. He'll get. He will learn. Yeah. He's still young, but that's probably his downside. Apart from, apart from you know what he does um, going forward. If you look at it, one negative of his is probably discipline and you know he's, he's he's picking up cards in literally every game yeah it's not perfect is it no we'll no. touch on uh, you touched on Roy Hodgson and substitutions in a minute we're going to have a quick break then we'll come back and we'll talk about what you guys think Roy Hodgson is doing wrong right now Alexa shut off the fake news and get on love sport really great the best the fans show on love sport with 7otb.com Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Can you save money on your car insurance? Chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over a hundred leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple-to-use app, visit 7bestbets.com. As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. Did you know that over a year, on average, us kids tromp through a whopping 19 bags of sugar? It's in everyday food and drinks. We may look fine on the outside, but too much sugar can lead to harmful fat on the inside that we can't see. This can cause serious diseases as we grow older, like type 2 diabetes, some cancers and heart disease. Protect us kids by making healthier choices. Download the free Food Scanner app from Change for Life. You love your sport, but it can be a pain organising it. Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is Teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team, and now you can collect money simply and securely via Teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, Teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone. Seriously. Cricket, I have to tell you, I've never seen anything like that before. Unique, very, very unique. This is Love Sport, the fans show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to one million pounds. Now, in just a moment, we'll talk about Roy Hodgson and how he's getting on at Crystal Palace. First, though, let's talk about that second goal. Was Hennessy out of position? 
was heads down. What was the situation, do you think? He was halfway up the pitch when the, yeah. when the break started. It was the last minute of the game. I think he was just there to, to kind of kick any balls back in that might have come yeah. out. But uh, again, it was classic leaving a player at the edge of the area before they broke, wasn't it? Yeah. I think if Hennessy actually said, I'm not saying it would have been different, but if he actually stayed in this line, it, it would have been so easy. I think he came out a bit, the ball was at the edge of the box and he was out and you shouldn't be out when it's near near enough the edge of the box. I think that was the downside. If he actually stayed on his line, maybe it could have been different. He wouldn't have scored so easily because Kyote did run back and he actually did catch up with him. But when you see open goal, you're going to shoot and that's what, yep. he, that's what uh, Holberg done and they took advantage of that. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it, uh, you c- I'm not going to be harsh on Hennessy and say, "Wow, he's a massive mistake." But you could argue that he could have done better. He could have stayed on his line, and it would have been so easy for Southampton to score the second goal. But I thought it was over and done with, anyways. Before yeah. he scored, yeah, I actually got up and walked out. I never do that. After. <laughs> <laughs> when the second goal was scored when the second goal went in I said yeah. come on kids let's go home let's let's beat the traffic and everybody else had as well so I didn't beat yeah. the traffic <laughs> I should have stayed a bit longer Kuarte I thought there was going to be another Wan-Bissaka type sending yeah. off there he seemed to pull out of a tackle and then he pointed what was he pointing at was he telling uh, Hennessy where he thought he should go was he trying to put the Southampton striker off could be he, he, he could be or he maybe he expected a defender to be next to him as well and probably points out a defender you know where to go but you never know that maybe he could have pointed out Hennessy to like where to go as well as you said because he was out of position and as a result they did end up scoring so it's, that, was a, that was the main downside of it he should have should have stayed on his line it was another goal that kind of flatters the opposition because it was last minute we were yeah. really pushing and for a couple of saves from uh, McCarthy we could have equalised Roy said it wouldn't have been deserved to get anything out of that game yeah he knows that and that's uh, I like what, his honesty yeah what, <laughs> what what Roy said which was quite annoying afterwards is that he's, he himself said that I think uh, after um, we, we wasn't in the game for 60 minutes and He's saying that he can see it, you know. Yeah. He's not. It, the thing is, why don't you change it up? If you can notice it, if you can see it, that is the problem right now that we're having. It's just, I don't know if it was the same at West Brom and Fulham. You know, they all praise him, mm-hmm. but that does seem like a major disadvantage. Last season, he didn't bring on subs, but he had more of a reason because you look at our bench. There, there wasn't any players that could really impact the squad. But you look at it now. We, when we did bring on Max Meyer, he was he was performing pretty well, just like he did against Watford. When we bring when we did bring on Kiate, he was also performing pretty well as well. And he knows he knows these players better than all of us because he sees them pretty much every day of the week in training. So why why would you say something like that and not you know still change it up? You know he knew in the 60th minute he said it. There was not in the game, and the fans could tell as well. And everyone was actually booing when Andrew Townsend came off. So. That's what he needs to do. I, I don't know. Is it because we lost Stephen Reed? He was a, he was another coach, and mm-hmm. someone mentioned it on our podcast. Maybe you know Stephen Reed would tell him you know do the substitutions and stuff. It's not working out. Maybe he's lost. Maybe that's well. The this was a issue. this was a criticism leveled at him as England manager in Euro 2016, if you remember, especially yeah. against Iceland, that he made no changes. And when he eventually did, the player he brought on was Marcus Rashford, who was an incredibly positive impact in that game. But he was only on the pitch for like four minutes or five minutes, and. He argued on the bench, like visibly, with Gary Neville about making those substitutions. So this isn't a new thing that Roy Hodgson is criticised for making late changes or not making changes at all. Is that something you'd specifically like to see change? You prefer more reactive substitutions? Uh, yeah, yeah, because because it, when it's not going well and you've only got twenty minutes of a game left, yeah, 
it, it should have been done a little bit earlier but maybe he didn't know who he wanted to bring off because it wasn't nobody was really really bad but nobody was playing brilliantly either was it, it was, yeah it was i understand the, the loose passes and what did he need to do differently to actually get through southampton I, you look at that you know you look at some of the players there i think jeffrey schlupp didn't have the greatest of games and for him to come off that late was just frustrating because max came on and he did actually you know he was he just running about just like he did against watford it's just frustrating why why are you going to bring on uh, why are you going to bring him on so late? So late, it just yeah. didn't work out. And players like Jeffrey Schlupp, he should have. Uh, so I have to disagree with you on that one. Players like Jeffrey Schlupp didn't play that well. So um, I w you know, he should have done it a bit earlier. He knows that as well. He said it himself. So that's the main disadvantage about Roy. I'm still trying to work out Jeffrey Schlupp's role because he still still seems to be caught between those two positions on the wing and playing further in field, doesn't he? And I don't know whether that's him being confused or what what Roy's instructed him to do. If, if certainly if he's doing his own thing, then he'd have been taken off. So, I would, yeah. After an international break, I would actually probably drop Jeffrey Schlupp and put Max May in there because, mm -hmm. as like you know, Jeffrey Schlupp he he played decently against Fulham in the first game of the season, but apart from that, he hasn't really offered that much into the team. And yeah. if you want to put on uh, creative players, especially going forward, and I think Max every time he's come on, he's I think he's proven himself so far. Yep. So it'll be it'll be decent if he comes on and starts against Huddersfield, in my opinion. Had a great reputation in Germany. Yeah, he did. And I'm, everyone everyone was surprised when he joined Palace. Yeah. And you know, we we're just eagerly just like Jordan and I, we want to see something from you know, him start a game and see how he actually plays because when he has come on, he looks like the Max Meyer that everyone talks about. He's great on the ball, you know, he can dribble, he can pass. So yeah, hopefully he starts against Huddersfield. He's like a supercharged Barry Bannon. <laughs> I, I follow Barry Bannon on, on Twitter. He's doing really well at Sheffield Wednesday. But he, he just reminds... Maybe it's because he's so short. But he, he just seems to want to, to do things what and make things happen and be kind of proactive. Like Kuwati when he came on, you could see straight away it was a positive force. He wanted to take the ball forward wherever he was and he wasn't afraid to shoot either. Against Huddersfield, do you start, do you start Max or... Would you keep Slup there, or what would you do? If when we play Huddersfield, I'd actually have Max in there, and I'd drop Luca for Kuwate just for for one game, and I'd give the captaincy back to Sacco. Okay, and yeah, all right. So who Max for who? Uh, have to be Slup. Okay, all right. Yeah, so so we're on the same page there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <with> that one. <laughs> and then IU obviously if Wolf's Wolf's back and fit, but looking at um, Benteke. Um, not looking good with his knee. He sent out a very, yeah. very kind of apologetic tweet saying, "I'm mm -hmm. sorry, I can't do it for my country." Um, Palace fans, some of them think it's good news. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't like seeing a player injured and yeah. other fans but celebrating it. Do you think there's? Um, is it? Maybe he's not that injured because historically players have regularly pulled out of these would be the international friendlies for the Nations League. So do you think there might be a scenario in which he just thinks at the moment this isn't worth it, I'm better off focusing because I need to be scoring goals at Palace? No, because he missed the World Cup and I'd imagine he'd yeah. be biting at the biting at the um whatever it is he bite into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with Chomping you. Chomping at the bit. Yeah. 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 I just pointed at you like yeah. um, Lionel Blair and give us a clue all those years ago. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think he wants to be involved in the Belgium squad. He was actually disappointed when he wasn't selected for the World Cup. Yeah. So, he, I don't think he'll drop out unless he's meant to, but 
as you said, Nick, um, it's just so so annoying when you know fans are meant to support him through the rough times, and fans are actually yeah. going on social media and actually saying, you know, thankfully you're injured. That's just total disrespect, and it's not. It doesn't benefit him. It doesn't benefit the club. So I don't see the point of doing stuff like that, and it's ridiculous to be fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such is life. Right, we're back <laughs> in just a minute, and we'll be talking about what's happening with the Holmesdale Fanatics and Crystal Palace. No more plastic straws in England. That really sucks. Digital radio offers great sound quality and more stations than ever before. And we want to make sure that you get Love Sport on your digital radio. Just press the auto-tune or auto-scan button and Love Sport will appear on your menu. Love Sport on digital radio. The Love Sport fan shows. He is the master of the sneaky foul. When, <laughs> when he has to be cynical, when he realises, look, I'm in trouble here, he doesn't think twice to make that cynical foul. But where he's clever is he makes it on that halfway line or just towards the touchline. He doesn't ever do it when it comes last ditch and he thinks, I'm in a position, I've got to yank him down. It's very clever and, and how he knows when to foul and, and what type of foul to make. So it's it's a ticking off from the referee. It's never a, a silly, a dirty one. Occasionally he'll get books, but he's, he's very clever at that, Jan Vertonghen. Weekday and Sunday from 7pm 558am Love Sport Okay Nick I'm coming to you about this Holmesdale Fanatics versus Crystal Palace what was the atmosphere like against Southampton? Strange Yeah? Quiet Um, There was good chanting to begin with but it just there's nobody there to get them going get get the crowd going although i tried a couple of times but i'm in a family stand so i've got no chance <laughs> um it, it it's weird isn't it? it it's almost like we can't do it without them there but i'm sure we could if the need came to it. if we were playing brighton i think the atmosphere would automatically be a lot better i remember yeah. remember having a conversation on our podcast back in the day when we first got promoted about how we didn't want to become sterile in four or five seasons time mm-hmm. and th- that's happened I don't yes you said that against Brighton but that's like it just every club you know West Brom against Wolves you know, every, the atmosphere is t- will totally be different but what Palace has had is that reputation for you know, for sellers to be a fortress and actually teams coming to sellers, you know, to be scared of Palace. But it seems like we're losing that. Against Southampton, I haven't heard this in a very long time. Away fans were singing, is this a library? And I never thought I would hear something like that. The atmosphere was dreadful and, you know, the fanatics, it just shows how much of a part they're playing. And, you know, they both released statements from their side uh, explain their perspectives i'll probably have to lean towards you know the fanatics i can see what they're trying to do there um and it needs to get sorted quick i doubt it'll be sorted this season but the atmosphere against southampton was just absolutely ridiculous at times it was just you could hear the plays and that is not palace like that is totally not palace like and needs to be solved as soon as possible i think it's worth sort of saying for any non-Palace fans listening all five of you non-Palace fans listening <laughs> that, uh, what block uh, block B in the corner is where the Homestale Fanatics usually are mm-hmm. um, there was some talk of them moving into the middle section of the lower Homestale directly behind the goal in block E um, they trailed it a couple of times in the cup last season it seemed to work well because it was modelled on what we did at the cup final where mm-hmm. they were centre front behind the goal and everything radiated out like ripples mm-hmm. in a pond um, or on the sea if it's strong enough and um, 
Steve Parrish said, yeah, what a great idea. It's transpired that the Fanatics had produced a very glossy leaflet with kind of not, not quite a manifesto, but where they wanted it to take go forward, how they wanted other fans to be involved and how they wanted it to kind of evolve naturally, organically. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, nobody... Nobody seemed to ask the people in Block E behind the goal whether they'd be... Uh, um, willing to move. Willing to move. Season tickets were held for that section at the start of the season, mm-hmm. which started a few questions, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And I think that's that was uh, that's the main issue. I think it's the people at Block E. But if you're looking at, the, if you're looking at social media, after Palace released their statement, because they released it before the Fanatics, it was um, the atmosphere towards Fanatics went a bit uh, downhill. Some people were actually mm-hmm. criticising them. But when you look at the Fanatics side of the story, it makes total sense. And they, I, I don't want to exactly, because I'm not exactly too sure how they said it, but they want to make it a singing section. Mm-hmm. And they said that Watford, Newcastle, clubs like that have followed sort of what Palace have been doing but they've done it better and they want to bring it on to that next stage Yeah, and it makes sense I think after that statement everyone leaned towards the fanatics and it should happen because they want to make the lower homes though where they normally are all of that a singing section and of course some people are going to disagree you're not going to make all pies happy but if it does happen I think you'll be fantastic for the club and it does make sense what they exactly said so yeah hopefully it does happen okay now we know the opinions of both sides where do you stand on this what do you think is the best solution for Palace I'd like the singing section. Mm-hmm. Um, does a fan have a right to keep the same seat every season? They're only going to watch entertainment, after all. Um, to to move them at short notice would have been a bad thing. To give them a season's notice is a good thing, with the option to say you can either stay in the lower Homesdale if you want to be part of this singing section, or we'll give you um, compensation if you have to move somewhere else in the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, there was lots of talk, oh, well, we'll move you when the new stand is built, but I don't know what's happening about that. I don't know if money was ring-fenced for that. That's a whole different subject that we we won't go into. So I'd love it it's just the implementation and and i'm not usually one to criticize the palace board but steve parish has played it really really badly because he he promised them it would happen yeah from my understanding and it hasn't and they've said right we're not renewing because you promised us this yeah rather than him saying look i'll do do me best it might not happen straight away so i don't know whether yeah they actually don't want you know d- they want everyone in ideally no homes so, like, it's not it's not, it's going to be a singing section so it's not going to be like it's it's the homes of fanatics area it's going to be yeah. a singing section for the club so they want fans from blocky of course not everyone would want to join in and that's why i think they're going to do they want to do a so if you've been a season ticket there for you know how many years there'll be phases and next mm-hmm. season you can choose if you want to opt in or not i yeah. want to do something like that and it makes sense because the more low you are and the more you've been at the club so mm-hmm. they will take advantage of it and you know i think me personally the homes of fanatics won in the situation and they we should do something like that what they've um suggested because the atmosphere this season has been poor and 
I, I think it is going to be poor because I don't really see anything changing. There's been no hope so far at Sellers Park and we want to make Sellers a fortress again instead of a yeah. library which fans are singing. So I'm more on a Homesville fanatic side of the situation. Okay. Yeah. The latest I've heard was that the club actually held the hug because there, there are 100 seats in Block B that the Homesdale fanatics mm-hmm. um, used and only 34 of them have been sold. Wow. Um, the rest are just going to pay on or get, you know, non-season ticket holders on a week, on a match-by-match basis. So whether those 34 people can be moved to allow the Fanatics to go back in, um, hopefully that can happen because they're, they're all dotted around the Homesdale anyway, aren't they? Yeah, but I, I don't see that happening because if that was going to happen, it would have already happened and there's clearly a reason why there's so many seats still available. They're clearly upset by the situation and yeah. they feel like the club turned against them and they've been such a like, loyal group and, do, and done displays and everything. So I don't I don't see it changing. I don't see Homes of Fanatics returning this season. I think our best hope is that we find a solution that you know tries to please everyone that's involved. That's uh, Steve Parrish, the Fanatics, and the fans that are sitting in Lower Homesdale and next season we try to implement a singing section and if we do I think it'll be fabulous because I can't imagine what the atmosphere will be like especially on Monday night footballs and even on on the weekends because it'll be double what what it already was when the fanatics were there and also we miss the um the TIFOs you know the you, you go to other grounds and the giant flags come out and you know the club have paid for it and you, what do these have around Chelsea as if people have hung over bar- banners about Drogba and stuff it's it's all complete nonsense <laughs> let's have fan made stuff like, like we have at Palace <laughs> yeah it's, you, you could have that but when you don't have the fanatics there it's not it's not going to be easy and if Palace fans don't win it I think that's a different situation to what is happening right now at Palace I think it's more to the basics It'll just, you know, we'll see what what's going to happen when when they actually yeah, do. They, I, I personally think it will happen because the club has got lots of slack on social media. Seems and the club does clearly listen to people on social media. That's why they released the statement so late. Mm-hmm. So I can see it happening because the club will have to give up because the fans are demanding this so much. But. It's one of them things, they need to have a meeting quick and everything needs to happen just on time. So next season when we do go in, we don't have similar problems and everyone, you know, it's all solved and everyone is in their seats at the right time and hopefully we'll start season fresh. What about this season? Well, we'll find out just after this. (laughs) Nicky Campbell on Five Live should have stayed on the Wheel of Fortune. This is Love Sport. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on the spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple-to-use app, visit 7bestbets.com. As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino 
and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com. Please gamble responsibly. Visit Gamblerware for more details. Divorce law proceedings can be frustrating and even seem unfair, especially if you command a high income or you own a business or if you're a man. Men with assets and children depend on their divorce lawyers. It's important to hire a lawyer that has the right skills. Cordell & Cordell works to help men protect their financial assets and the future role they play in their children's lives. Call 0330-6060-161 or visit cordellcordell.co.uk. A partner men can count If you see somebody showing any of the signs of a stroke, you don't have to think about it. You just dial 999. Use the FAST test. F. Face. Has their face fallen on one side? Can they smile? A. Arms. Can they raise both arms and keep them there? S. Speech. Is their speech slurred? T. Time. Time to call 999 if you see any one of these signs. Act fast. Make the call. Dial 999. They are some great people on the tube. Really great people. But don't talk to them. Don't talk. Seriously, silence on the tube. It has to be. Believe me, silence. Love Sport, 558 AM. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. So, just before that quick break, we uh, paused on a cliff edge. Nick asking Dia what he thinks will happen for the rest of this season. Yeah. It's just... just uh, this season, uh, I don't, I don't see anything really changing. I, I, because if it did change, I think it would have already happened. There's clearly a disagreement, and I think it will take time. I don't think it will, it will happen over the international rate because it was that easy. And there's too many people involved for something to change drastically. You can't. The people already got a season tickets. The only thing that I could see realistically happening is homes are returning to their own block where they are, where they were sitting, and continuing on you know this season and next season then lots of changes could happen to help both parties but this season I don't see a single section definitely not happening like, I just don't see it happening it's so unrealistic for me yeah I was, I, was, I was yeah I was thinking more about the moving moving them back into block B just to just to get going again I mean if it was me I'd have just swapped the signs around <laughs> <laughs> yeah. then your problem solved isn't yeah. it yeah, it depends how upset because now the club released a statement and it mm-hmm. can it, it made them look bad as well in a way so it, it, it depends on how upset they are because they're already upset before so it just depends on I think they have to have a conversation before they actually do move in mm-hmm. and if they do move in then there probably has to be assurance from the club that next season we are going to solve this out and we're not going to actually lie to you which it does seem like it was the case and we'll actually have a single section with with you know some of the uh, we'll ha- of course not everything that you say is going to happen but we'll have a discussion about it from both parties and you know try and make everyone happy but I just don't see I, hap- d- I dispute the lie I'd say it was more a promise he couldn't keep then why keep well, then why me- exactly that's, that's another thing he, he was so convinced that he could do it that he just said yes I can do it and you just yeah but yeah you it, the problem is if you're going to say something like that and then it doesn't happen you can't make the group look bad because you're the one that kept the promise and you're yeah. the one that said that this is going to happen and that clearly didn't happen so you just have to come out and just say look we wanted to do this and it didn't happen i think what what why it didn't happen is because when it was initially um you know suggested to the fans on pre-season um people were saying no I don't want to I don't want to move my seats etc and that's why the club actually pulled out of it Mm -hmm. but 
when the club pulls out of it, you know, just say, okay, then um, this is what we, what we wanted to do. Explain the whole story instead of putting a statement out and against against a group and making them look bad. I think that was the that was the main, you know, blow for Parish, and that's why yeah. lots of people are angry towards him. With, and you understand why? They've got a big social media presence. In fact, there's a petition. I think mm-hmm. it's over two and a half thousand people have signed. Get the HF back. I don't know how many of them are actually. I don't think I don't think you'll sell by them because. Yeah, they're yeah. not they're not the types to do something like that. I, a petition is not going to help the situation. If it was going to help it, then if, if, <laughs> more if people could, have signed it because yeah. two thousand people, you know, this this how thousands thousands and thousands of people on Twitter actually saying you know they want to change. Yeah. People realize that's not going to make a difference. Who, who needs to move first to to smooth this over? Parish. Yeah. 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 Because well, he's, he's he's the one that holds all the cards, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I, Parish to a certain extent I think both sides you know Parish has to come up and say sorry first of all because he seemed yeah. like he kept he, keep, he kept a promise that he you know it didn't happen but the fanatics have to also when they speak to Parish you know find an agreement it's not you can't just have you know what the fanatics say so I understand that point from the uh, from Parish but both sides find an agreement and don't be too harsh. Be realistic with your objectives because the statement from Fnatic does seem good, but we don't know what the club are actually thinking because the club didn't really suggest anything apart from this is what we wanted. We did offer the Fnatic seats and they didn't want to take it. So, you know, that's their fault, whatever. Hopefully they do come back. That's what they said. So the club didn't really... We don't know what the club exactly wants, but we know what the Fnatics want. So hopefully the club comes up with a plan and both both of them talk it out and hopefully it just meets their you know demands and hopefully it works out. I just wonder how frustrated they are in their new seats because normally they're at the front jumping up and down doing what the capo yeah. says and waving their flags and starting the chance. Now they're in a kind of quiet ground. Are they missing being part of the action down there in Block B or are they thinking, oh, yeah, look, we've got you, we told you. Yeah, but when you say they, there's no homes of fanatics at Paris as we stand right now. There's, there's individuals that were uh, homes of fanatic members, but there's no real homes of fanatics. If there was homes of fanatics, I don't think the atmosphere will be this bad in the first place. There is no homes of fanatics inside the stadium. Technically, of course, there will be former members that still come to Paris, but um, I think not all of them did end up coming to Paris. I'm not too sure, but yeah, um, as you said, they're not. So if they're all scattered around the ground, I don't think you know they're going to be that upset. It's just it's just what it is. There's no group for them to go push forward. There have been some banners, HF Fanatics banners across Europe. There was one uh, at <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there that's was, amazing. Yeah, uh, there was one at another club. And uh, a Greek club that some of them are mm-hmm. allied to. Um, another thing that you don't, you forget about the Fanatics is they're, they're against modern football. They don't like everything that's yep. happening. They were behind the um, the away fans' £30. They were, they were heavily involved in that. <laughs> so it's, it's not just the support, it's the actual outlook of them and some yeah. of the statements that came up on banners were were fantastic do you think that plays against them maybe that's why the club you know if it, if the club to do what they want to do doesn't it might make the club look bad couldn't it well are you saying the the, uh, the premier league and the fa are saying yeah. look stop these herberts from making our product it, look is bad. It, it's a big it, you know it, it's a big conspiracy but if it, <laughs> it well, is there reason it's uh, not quite 9 11 but it is yeah, a big yeah. conspiracy no, it's 22-8 uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you think do you think that plays a part in it? Because the HF are vocal against, you know, they're against modern football. And we, we've had this conspiracy theory before when we had <laughs> Simon Jordan as chairman and he'd speak yep. out about agents and 
you know, was it actually doing any good to, to kind of speak truth to power? But they, they've, they've raised some really, really important issues. And, and another thing I like about them is in that leaflet, they've kind of admitted they've gone as far as they can on their own, which is why they want the club more involved and why they want to move into the middle. So they, they're, they're admitting their own sh- shortcomings mm-hmm. in that as well. Yeah, so it, it is an interesting one. I don't, I don't exactly know if that actually p- does play does play a part. Um, I, you know, it's, I, it's a weird one because yes, it might play a part to a certain extent because the club wouldn't want to look bad. But I think the club already know the HF are so vital. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think you know it's all. And, and just on the petition, if um, I know they've got two and a half thousand, if we could get another ninety-seven thousand no. five hundred, <laughs> we can have it discussed in Parliament. Yeah, good idea. Right. Discussing Parliament. Yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. At the moment. <laughs> You're both kind of on the outside of this, as it hasn't affected you apart from the atmosphere. If your seats were taken from you, how would you feel? How would you react? No more post, hooray! No, um, I don't know because I've I've actually been I've swapped seats with my brother a couple of times mm-hmm. who sits at the back of Block B, and it was great there. But I just missed being in my own seat. I kept mm-hmm. looking over and thinking that's where some, I'm not I'm not in the right place here. So I can understand why people don't want to move. But um I, th- I think they were talking about moving whole groups of people so if there's families, six or seven people we'll make sure yeah. that they all get moved together. If I was a fan and my seat was going to be taken I wouldn't be. Like you said, if I was a fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, if, if I was a fan sitting in Blocky. If I cared <laughs> at all about Crystal Palace. <laughs> no, if I was a fan sitting in Blocky, uh, Blocky, they're the ones you know that have to ideally have to maybe move or you know stick there with yeah. sing section. If I was one of them, and if I enjoyed you know if I enjoyed my seat and how people around me, then yes, I wouldn't really want to move and I would want to keep it as it is. But looking at the bigger picture, me personally. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I'm not there. I sit. I sit in half a weight stand, so I'm in a different stand. Me personally, I would want to move my seat if I, you know, because it makes such a big impact. And I'm really, you know, I have been worried um, what's going to happen, and my fears have come true. And yeah. the atmosphere has been dreadful. So personally, yes, I would probably move seats. Okay. It's a bit like, I guess, a bit like when you're at school and the teacher moves you, and then you end up <laughs> on the seat at the front, and you just keep looking back to all your mates, going like, "Oh, that's, that's where I'm supposed to be." <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know you're so. I'm a teacher, so I've, I've <laughs> clocked you so You'd be at the back facing the other way. <laughs> Nightmare. Um, what I will say is um, there are 25,000 fans in Sellers every game. Not all of them are Palace, say 3,000 away fans. Mm. You've all got a voice. If you don't like the atmosphere, well, add to it. It's, it's all in our power. Yeah. Just because we haven't got somebody with a drum doing the beat doesn't mean you can't sing. Nope. Hey, it doesn't. Um, do you want to talk about Lu- Lucas Serbia issues? Uh, yes, I do. In yeah. the meantime, Wales have just scored against Ireland in the home in the Nations League. It's going to call it the Home Nations. <laughs> it's not that yet. <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, yeah, let's go. Let's talk about Lucas Serbia. Sorry, who who else is in the Home Nations League? Everyone. England are in a group with Spain and Croatia. Oh, is that what the game is on Saturday? Yeah. So it's not even a friendly. No, no, it's it's it, basically the international friendly setup has kind of been scrapped because no one paid attention, no one cared, no one wanted it. So instead, uh, it's it's sort of a new way of ranking, and there is a trophy at the end of it. Um, but working teams out and getting everyone to run out in a game and stuff. It's the Nations League. 
I like it. I like. No one really understands it. All the England players sat and had it explained to them by Gareth Southgate. And at the end of it, they spoke to, um, I think I can't remember who it was. They spoke to one of the players and said, "Oh, so what happened?" They went, "Yeah, well, the manager sat us all down. He explained it all to us. I think he more or less understood it. We know there's going to be games of football. Like, (laughs) it doesn't sound perfect. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a hard concept to understand, but I like." I like you know the suggestion because it means you know, games like Wales versus Ireland. Yeah, they will normally win, mean something. But you know, Wales against I don't know uh, yeah. Denmark, he wouldn't. Now it actually does mean something, and so it's more yeah. competitive. So I think it, I think it's a good idea, but we'll see how it works out. As well, yeah. what's, what's going to happen to all our points after Brexit? Do they get those <laughs> losses for the other team? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's start with this uh, yeah. discussion. So, go on. Uh, why hasn't he been playing as well as he should be? It, it is a hard one because some fans are saying, well, we still, you know, what happened in Russia it, um, has affected him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he went with Serbia and they didn't do that great and he wasn't involved in the final game. Yeah. And now there's actual issues that's popped up and he's criticised, apparently, the manager, etc. Mm-hmm. And there's some fans that are saying it just doesn't work. MacArthur and Luka doesn't work. He's missing Kabai. Yeah. So it, it, it's hard to understand. Me personally, I, I don't think... Um, the Serbia issue I understand it means a lot for him to, you know, to play for Serbia you, yeah. you can see it when he has played for Serbia and every time on the social media he really does be, uh, you know, talk about Serbia and what it means for him but me personally I think it's more about the individuals next to him I don't think James McArthur and Luka works works well together and he's he just has missed Kabai I think that's the main issue with him um, what it, do you is think? Is it the same that we had when Punction and Kabai played together neither of them played well but they, they were both capable of playing well in other situations so what so do you think it's just the players instead of Serbia because Serbia does mean a lot to him and he does seem upset do you think that do you think that plays a part in what happened in Russia and what's happening now that it's not being selected it, it could do but it shouldn't affect your game you should be able to rise above that yeah well you should but yeah. it depends on the yeah. character Luke is a big character but it's I think the captain's armband weighs heavy on him a little bit mm-hmm. I think that takes his focus off I think um, the fact that I don't know whether we can use the he was in the World Cup excuse now because we're sort of five or six weeks I know he was three three or four weeks behind everybody else when it came to training I think with the captaincy thing that's very harsh he, he has proven that he's a very good captain I don't think if if captaincy was an issue, it would have became an issue. You know, when he first was a captain, it's not like he just became captain right now. He was a captain last season for Palace, and I think thought he'd done a great job. So, I don't think he has to do with captaincy because there's nothing that really has changed. He's still captain of Palace, and he has proven that he can be a decent captain. So, I don't think that plays a part. So, I don't think you can really put the captaincy to you know as a, as a reason for him to not be uh, performing as well as he could. Would it? Would it? make him worse if we were to drop him for a game and say come on yeah, standards here we've got other players in there well we'll find out Dear's opinion after the news we'll also be talking about Palace's season so far the international break and the March Marathon we will see you in a few moments it's time for the news which is basically the bit where the presenter goes to the toilet this is Lionel another very happy person who saved themselves money at a spokesman said.com I'm Lionel from Peacehaven I took note of what the spokesman said and I saved 
saved £484 per year on my energy. I found a spokesman said was so easy to follow and it saved me £484 on my energy and I would recommend everybody does the same. A spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers to find out if you can save money. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Hello, I'm Michael Parkinson. The Lost Tablers is the UK's leading youth cricket and disability sports charity and now the official charity partner of Love Sport Radio. The charity's mission is to enhance the lives of disadvantaged and disabled young people through sport. Last year, the Lost Tablers donated over four million quid to help young people of all backgrounds and abilities to get involved with sport. To find out more to see how you can get involved, visit lowestabulars.org. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Let's face it, when your kids are ill, you do anything to help them feel better. But remember, antibiotics aren't always needed. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You might not realise it, but taking antibiotics when you don't need them puts you and your family at risk of a longer and more severe illness. Help keep your family well. Always take your doctor's advice on antibiotics. Search NHS Antibiotics. All better. Are you frustrated by your job and looking for a new opportunity? At SEHBAC, we are currently looking for talented and driven sales consultants to join our award-winning teams in the southeast. If you have experience selling windows, doors and conservatories, we want to hear from you. With a fantastic range of benefits and full training provided, SEHBAC has the job that's right for you. For more details or to get in touch, visit SEHBAC.com. Okay, coming up really, really soon, we'll have the news for you. After that, we'll be back with the boys from Back of the Nest to talk through everything that's going on at Crystal Palace this season. And then for our final hour tonight, from 9 until 10, we've got Akhtan Millwall in the studio for the Mill... You look concerned, Nick? No, no, I've got a lot of time for them because they did a brilliant podcast with um, about politics in football, which was fantastic. With one of the union leaders is a big Millwall fan. It's great. Listen, there you go. What a plug! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Palace and Millwall. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So that's coming up from nine till ten. But just after the news, right now we're back. We're back in the nest. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport News. From the Sky News Centre at 8. Some breaking news in the last few moments. US media is reporting that the actor Burt Reynolds has died. The entertainment website TMZ says the 82-year-old had suffered from a heart attack. 
BAs called the police after customers' personal and financial details were stolen in a hack. Around 380,000 payment cards have been compromised. Anna Jones has more. The airline says the thefts affect people who made bookings on its website or app from late on the 21st of August to just before 10pm last night. No travel or passport information was taken and managers insist they're investigating the breach as a matter of urgency. BA says it's deeply sorry and that anyone who thinks they've been hit should contact their card provider. The government has made a U-turn over plans to cut Class 2 national insurance contributions. It was going to scrap the tax for self-employed workers, but it will stay in place, costing 3 million people around £150 a year. Shadow Chancellor John McDonnell says people have been let down. A written statement that's been produced on a Thursday afternoon. Parliament's risen, no time to question the Minister. It's a disgrace, that's the first thing. The second thing, it's a complete betrayal of those many self-employed that were promised a cut by George Osborne in 2016. The US says the world should be chilled to the bone with the results of the UK's investigation into the Salisbury spy poisoning. The United Nations Security Council meeting has been held after officials here said they suspect two Russian spies of carrying out the nerve agent attack in March. America, France and Germany all agree with the UK's conclusion. A murder investigation started after a woman died following a suspected arson attack in south-east London. She's believed to be in her late 40s and was found dead inside a house in Greenwich in the early hours of this morning. And in sport, Wales and the Republic of Ireland are in the early stages of their inaugural Nations League match. It's 1-0 to Wales after around 15 minutes in Cardiff, thanks to a Tom Lawrence goal. That's the latest. I'm Charlie Max. Known originally as the Glaziers, this club are far from fragile. They've been building their nest in Selhurst Park. And the Eagles are ready to swoop in and bring out the claws this season. It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. Number two for the football fan show with Crystal Palace back of the nest. Yes, what day is it? Sixth of the September's. Fantastic. Yeah, you're always looking forward to the weekend, I can tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like a walking calendar. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. Let's get back to Luca. You were arguing about whether or not he. We're not really arguing, but I'm, <laughs> I'm sensationalizing. Yeah. I'm There's a under huge the argument going on here. <laughs> the debate is raging whether or not he should keep the captain's armband. Alongside that, does he need to be dropped? Even because sometimes you take a player out just to give them that little bit of reflection before bringing them back in. That, that's what I was alluding to before the break. I, don't, I, I really don't know, or if he's as fragile as as um, our young man here says, dear. What's happening with Serbia is affecting his play. Then it mm. could make it worse, yeah. uh, I don't know worse. <laughs> don't want to make it worse, <laughs> worse. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I. Honestly, if he continues playing like he has been, and if he's not going to really impact the game, then I could see him get um, being dropped 
no player is really bigger than bigger than the club and it's like it's just like Wilf if Wilf performs really bad for consecutive games just like Luca has oh I'm <laughs> <Another>. so sorry <laughs> Gareth Bale has just scored the most Gareth Bale goal well we missed that one <laughs> yeah I was really enjoying what you were saying but I just yeah. happened to glance because the game is on in here uh, he just did what Gareth Bale does he cut in from the left and just bent into the top corner it was nice to watch 2-0 now yeah 2-0 now there yeah. you go huge raking ball from the back takes it on his chest it's quite a nice touch wasn't it yeah oh. beats his men for pace yeah, that's, around yeah, that's a Gareth Bale yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't worth six months off my life though with the reaction <laughs> <laughs> sorry I get excited by goals <laughs> <laughs> yeah no Gareth I, Gareth Bale's I take him at Palace uh, I don't know. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, who, who, who would you get out? Who, who, who would you drop? I don't know if you drop Jeffrey Slough or Gareth Bale. Maybe. Nah. Yeah. I think he's a great player, Gareth Bale. Um, yeah. Ronaldo's left. I think now he can actually kick on at Real Madrid. Yeah, we'll see what he's got with me. Yeah. Right. Let's get back to Luca. He's much more important than Gareth Bale. Yeah. Um. So as I was saying with Luca, it's no player's bigger than a club, mm-hmm. and if he continues playing like this, I think he needs to have it. You know, uh, Roy. Roy knows his players best because he's always around them and we'll see what he does in training because he, he didn't go he's still with the squad and he still go training because he didn't go he didn't get selected for Serbia of course so see how he performs in training and that's up to Roy's judgement but if he does on the pitch you know if he does continue performing bad then I'll drop him because it's just if it's not going to work what's the point it's you know there's no point just, there's a lot saying yeah Gareth Gareth Bale's a fantastic player, but if it didn't work for Wales <laughs> playing Gareth Bale, then yeah. there's no there's no need for him because yeah, he's ideally playing with ten men. It doesn't really count. So, uh, Nick, let me ask you this: If the correct thing to do with Luca isn't to drop him, if maybe his confidence is a problem, do you have to build him up before the next game to get him ready to play? Because I guess just leaving things and hoping they fix themselves isn't the ideal scenario. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we we were saying last season. What we like, right? liked about Roy is he seemed to be able to get the best out of his players so obviously that didn't happen on Saturday Um, yeah the the only thing that worries me if he's dropped is who takes the penalties (laughs) I think (laughs) Benteke oh Benteke no I I don't think of Benteke just looking back at it now Jason Punchin when he got injured and now you know he's come back he, he does seem like a different kind of person so it really does depend on the players some players when you actually drop them Mm-hmm. It actually works out for the better, just like we've seen Jason Punch and even Christian Benteke, he was not really dropped, but you know, when the season ended and he had time off, yeah, we saw a glimpse of confidence. So it could it could work out for the player. So dropping Luca may not be the worst thing. So, you know, drop him and you know, let him reflect on what he's doing right, what is the wrong, get his you know, get his mind in the right frame and then afterwards you can put him in the starting eleven. So it would be it wouldn't be the worst thing, but it's just it's a fifty fifty different players, you know, they all every player acts in their own kind of way. So you, it just depends on how Luke will react. If he reacts positively then it'll be great, but if he if he goes worse then, you know, that'll be a really bad decision. So it's a big one to make from Roy and see what it does the other the other thing is is how much are we missing Stephen Reid since he said mm-hmm. goodbye because we've, we've gone a bit flat since he's gone yeah well I think with Stephen Reid I think it's more about the tactically I think he'll got he you know he was active on the touchline and he'll speak to Roy regularly and say you know what's working and what's not maybe you were missing him that but in terms of uh, Luca I don't think Stephen Reid really does affect Luca I think it's more to Luca himself and what's going on only Luca knows you know 
how much he's hurt by the Serbia stuff and how much Maka affects him and he knows that I don't think Stephen Reid will be able to do anything with that but yeah so I, I wouldn't blame on Stephen Reid for Luca playing really bad Do you think Luca and Maka work together from a tactical point of view? It's on paper I'll say they do but for, for some odd reason I don't know maybe the balance isn't just there um, it just doesn't seem to work out. They, you know, Maka Luca's a great passer. Luca can play. Luca can play with the ball on his feet, but Maka's more of a guy who will get the ball and run at the defenders. Whereas Luca, he he will get them. You know, put plays in behind with his passes. So maybe that just doesn't work out well. Maybe you know, Luca needs someone, or maybe Maka needs someone next to him who can actually run with the ball. Maybe Luke, it's not helping. You know, both of them because they're just two you know different types they have different uh, skills and i don't think it's working out so, so yeah the, the different skills don't complement that yeah they don't why so yeah i think Uarte would possibly be better in there because he showed he could carry the ball forward yeah well exactly yeah so just like james mccarthy kyoto can you know run with the ball on his feet maybe if you put kyoto names next to james mccarthy it might work out for the better because one we wouldn't have to loft balls into benteke every time and yeah. And to you know, we will actually be able to keep possession, which has been a downside. I think, you know, if you're looking at the stats this season, I don't think we've kept as much as possession as we would like. So maybe you know, if you get Kuyate in there, you keep the ball better, you pick up possession, and you create more chances. So it could work out for the better. The, bit, the big difference as well is the interceptions that Kabai used to get. Mm. Um, so you know, we, we haven't got that 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 dynamo in midfield. I didn't realise how much um, Kabai did until he's gone. It's it's yeah. it's it's one of those. He doesn't seem to do anything outstanding, but he just keeps sticking things over. I think Maya could could perhaps do that a bit. Oh, that's that's a difficult one because Maya could actually play there as well, as you said. Uh, as long as you know he's played wide as well uh, every time he's coming for pass, but he could he could still play central. So that's not really a bad shot. But then again, Maya, if you bring in Maya, who do you think? So is it Luca or is it Maka? Nick, you think about that. We're going to have a quick break. If you want to get involved in the conversation, don't forget to call us 0208 7020 The deal is sealed. I've made peace with North Korea. And soon, all their oil will be mine. Love sports. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. The Love Sport Fan Shows. Yeah, I like, refuse to believe that Dennis Adoy can be a Premier League starting centre-back. He was just about good enough for the Championship. He, only because he scored that goal against Derby. Apart from that, he wasn't that good. He was a right centre-back. Like, yeah, he was converted there. He made that mistake against QPR, didn't he, where they just got through and scored. And he obviously got sent up for the playoff final. But Slav wouldn't play in there if he didn't rate in there. You no, know? I, ju- I, just, I, I just don't think he will be... I think he'll just be a squad player. Weekdays and Sunday from 7pm. I did not sleep with that porn star. I was actually up all night. Love Sports. Now, you can follow us on Love Sport Twitter. It's Love Sport Radio, or should I say, at Love Sport Radio. We're doing a giveaway for a John Savarko signed Cup Final 1990 shirt. Before you ask, I checked. It's a replica. But still, shirt. Signed. Oh, not, Pretty cool. not, not replica John Salako then. It's the real John Salako. Yes, the real John Salako. <laughs> he signed a replica shirt from the 1990 <laughs> Cup final. Uh, you can get that on Twitter at Love Sport Radio or you can give us a call tonight on 0208 7020 Guys, you were in the middle of your Luca debate. Yeah. What are the conclusions? So, you, the Max situation, I, I, I want to see what you think of So, you could ideally play Max Meyer 
in midfield. If you do play midfield, do you drop Luca, who's been performing bad, or do you, you know do you drop Maka? No, you move Maka to where Schlupp is, and you drop Schlupp. Oh, see, that's <laughs> you're stroking it, your chin there at that one. Yeah, could I never actually like thought of something? I I don't know. You look at it, but then it's it's Luca. It's you know it's Luca playing better than Slop I don't think he is so if you're, if you're going to take out a player you want to take out the weakest player in the squad and if you're looking at right now I think it's I think it's Luca with you know his passes just wasn't Luca type and it's you know he just misplaced so many passes so I would have to take out Luca there'll be no there'll be it, it could, there'll be no point because Luca's not if Luca's not playing well and you still keep him starting 11 then it's going to be the same situation ain't it Dude, uh, do we know if he had any sort of blips or drops in form at, um was it Olympiacos we got him from yeah yeah we're going from Olympiacos I'm I'm not too sure but that's that's the thing it it doesn't doesn't you know every player will have blips in their careers it's like Wilfred Zars had blips everyone's had blips like Benteke I don't know if it's a blip or it's just blips. blips now I think it's the, the, the <laughs> It's like a constant tone. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I, like every player will have downs. You know, they won't. They they will have times when they're out of form, of course. So he probably did have it, but it's just a thing. You you drop Luca right now. If he's have if he's out of form right now, you're gonna drop him, and then you could have put Max Meyer in there. So, see, that's not a bad shot as well. You're determined to start Max Meyer, aren't you? Wherever you put him in goal. Ahead yeah, because he's our most creative option. Like, going forward, every time he's come on, he's been he's been brilliant. He hasn't he hasn't been on for long. Which is which is a shame, and you know that's probably Roy, that is not probably that is Roy's fault. No, it's, he wasn't match fit. He's got to be match fit to last the the ninety minutes. Yeah, he has to be match fit. But if it's not, I don't like. He comes on at the seventy fifth minute every time. Maybe bring him on in sixtieth minute. I don't think he's you know he's not that unfit. He can clearly play for Roy to be bringing him on. So that's not his fault. I think it's Roy's fault. But yeah, I how I, I do want to see Max and maybe you know that's not a bad shout bringing Max for Luca. But it might be a bit. I like how you've sort of twisted this. Exactly, exactly. Saying, you're desperate to get Max in your head, and then in your own conversation you've gone, I don't think that's a bad idea, actually. Yeah, get Max in there. Yeah, you could get Max <laughs> in there. Because, oddly enough, Max has played central, uh, you know, he's played as a defensive midfielder as well, so he's not he's not bad, um, you know, he, he has experience there, so he's clearly not he's yeah. not bad player if he's actually played there. So it could be a decent shout. But then again, Premier League is a different different game, and mm-hmm. would he be able to cope it? I'm not too sure. Why not do a Frank de Boer and put? Um, oh no, nothing. Put to Luka Frank... back at centre back. Yeah, and nah. Kelly to <laughs> no, yeah, now, now you now now it's going too way too confusing for my brain. To <laughs> handle this. Uh, right, you mentioned Benteke. He's gone on international duty. Uh, it looks like it's a knee injury. Were you surprised he stayed in the summer? Were you glad he stayed? What do you hope or expect from him for the next few months? This was a big season for him. And the fact, was it against Toulouse he scored a cracking goal? Yeah. Uh, and just seemed to have vision and movement that we yeah. hadn't seen from from for ages and ages and ages. And the end of the last season when he scored the penalty, just to get him... We, we gave him the penalty just to give him that boost of confidence. Yeah. We were all really hoping that this is, we'll get back to 15, mm-hmm. 16 goals a season. So, again, it's like we know what he's capable of, like yeah. like with Luca, but if he's lost his mojo. It's a bit like when Chelsea bought Torres. In, in the sense that it's a player who you yeah. know has talent. He costs a lot of money, mm. and there's a lot of hope in him. And if he doesn't do it, then there's not really anything you can do about it because no one wants to buy him or like pay the wages that you're paying because they're seeing it not happen yeah 
But that was the that was the risk that the club yeah they take because there's this now now if uh, you know they took a risk that Benteke might you know find his form and mm-hmm. start scoring goals just like he did in the first season. But if Benteke doesn't score goals, which he hasn't been and he hasn't been taking yeah. chances so far, his value drops and how like you know if if he doesn't play well you want to sell him but how low do you want to go because players teams won't pay 30 million for Ben Taker right now because there's nothing he's shown right for for them to actually pay the 30 million so it, it was a interesting take from the club but Ben Taker has shown as his preseason understand that and even against Fulham he was he was all right but it's just being consistent and it's just as con- now he's got an injury apparently you know Ben he's got yeah. a knee injury and had to withdraw from the Belgium squad it's just it's not working out for him but against Huddersfield if he's if he's injured um, I'll go with you know um, probably Jordan Ayew instead of Serloff mm-hmm. give something else give something different for Huddersfield defenders to actually test yeah I know we still owe Liverpool money for Benteke I'm not sure because it's bit, but you know yeah, everybody imagines that in, in installments like yeah. the Little Woods catalogue years ago <laughs> if you're a bit skint uh, you pay a higher interest rate um I'd almost say let's go up top with Townsend and Zaha like we did uh, when Roy first came in and we didn't have a striker. With maybe Sorloff, or Shorloff as he pronounces it in his own <laughs> language, Shorloff, um, maybe just a little bit behind them to win some knockdowns to them. But Andros Townsend and Zaha, when they, play, when they played up front, Ruben and Loftus-Cheek, was, so if Townsend comes in central, then he goes out wide. That's another, no, that's another um, thing to think about as well. Because there was Ruben Loftus Cheek and there was Mac out wide, but then we don't have Ruben Loftus Cheek anymore, so it's another thing to think about. I wouldn't, I would keep Andrew Townsend out wide, and if if we do play with Serloff, I wouldn't want Zaha playing next to him because I don't think Zaha, it works out well for Zaha to play next to you know big players that are actual target men because he doesn't get the ball next. Uh, on, he doesn't get on the ball as much as he should yeah. and I would actually play Zaha out wide if Serloff does play but ideally I'll start Jordan Ayew because they're two players who can actually run on the ball and Zaha will get the ball as well like that Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame because I, I, I was beginning to think that Benteke and Zaha were getting a bit of an understanding mm-hmm. together and Benteke did seem more mobile when Zaha was on the pitch a couple of games ago uh, but the problem is when whenever Benteke plays, Zaha doesn't really get the ball as much because we just loft the ball to Benteke and we hope that he headers it onto Zaha. And when you know Zaha's a star man, when a star man doesn't get the ball, and as a result we're not creating chances, it really does impact the team and it could actually impact results, which we probably could see that we have seen so far this season. So I wouldn't want you know if Benteke also plays up front, I wouldn't want Zaha to play right next to him I would rather want Zaha to go out wide and create chances like that because like that he'll see the ball more rather than having a target man ho- hopefully just you know header in or onto him that's that's the downside I think it, it affects Wilf as well whenever we play with Benteke or Solov he doesn't get the ball as much no. alright well, when we come back we'll talk through the season so far and we'll look at the results that Palace have had so far and think about what that means for the rest of the season they kept talking about checkers. I told her I was more of a Monopoly kind of guy. I've never gone to jail. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. Have you seen that change for life? It's all about small changes we can all make to be healthier, like trying to cut back fat. There can be a lot of hidden fat in our food, so for starters, we just need to check labels and go for low fat options. Simple. And take a bacon butty. That can be made healthier just by trimming the fat and grilling it rather than frying. Easy. 
That way we're cutting fat and reducing the risk of heart disease or stroke. It's easy to be food smart. For more ideas to help you and your family cut back fat, search Change for Life online. Can you save money on your car insurance? Chris did with a little help from a spokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple-to-use app, visit 7bestbets.com As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. Digital radio offers great sound quality and more stations than ever before. And we want to make sure that you get Love Sport on your digital radio. Just press the auto-tune or auto-scan button and Love Sport will appear on your menu. Love Sport on digital radio. A great station for a great city. Measles and whooping cough are on the rise. Vaccinations can help prevent them. Are your child's up to date? Find out more. Search NHS vaccinations. There are some things a man should not talk about, and his arsenal is one of them, believe me. Love Sport, 558 AM. The Fan Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. Okay, here we go. It is 20 past 8. I'll read out some fixtures. They will be the results of Palace's game so far this season. Guys, once you've heard them, we want the reaction. How do you feel about that? Is that what you expected at this stage in the season? Yeah. I mean, is it three points in the league so far? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, we're so here's how that came about. Fulham nil, Palace 2. Great start to the season. We're on our way to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then Palace nil, Liverpool 2. Not terrible. A lot of teams we've beaten by the higher margins this season. The ref cost us on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Watford 2, Palace 1. They hacked Wilf out of the game. And then in the <laughs> League Cup, uh, beat Swansea away 1-0. And then that home defeat by Southampton, who, to be fair, are not the greatest side in the Premier League. Yeah. You look at you look at the results. The Fulham one, we we expected you know, to beat Fulham with all due respect mm-hmm. because they've got a bunch of players, but it was still early on in the season. Yeah. So you didn't... Early on, it was literally yeah. the first game. Yeah, it was the first game. <laughs> exactly, the first game. So you didn't expect all the players to play perfectly well yeah. together. So so that was a good result to get. Liverpool, Liverpool result, that was expected as well. I, you know, it would be, it would have been great if we got a draw against Liverpool, but that's even a push. Liverpool are great side and they're mm-hmm. title contenders. You can see what they've done so far this season. The Wolverhampton result, when it actually did happen, like, when around that time you I was pretty much like really disappointed because we expected to you know beat Watford but then again you look at Watford's team and what they've done so far this season they they are a really good team but would you know you you look at Fulham as well they we're the only team to beat Fulham this year aren't we so far I'm I'm not I'll check are. for you I think oh, we Spurs are. 
Owen Spurs. Spurs. Um, who are still playing at Wembley. I heard something yep. about Spurs playing a game at MK Don Stadium. Oh, it's <laughs> a madness. Like, it's, it's affecting so much. That's for the League Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But as, a, as one, one fixture, so I, I think United versus Everton has been moved as a result. Oh. I know, oh, no, it's 3-0 yeah, now. Yeah, 3-0. Ramsey's just scored. <laughs> no, there's Long one in Ireland. 3-0, 30 minutes. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be very long. Um, yeah, so the, the, a fixture between, I think it's Manchester United and Everton has been moved to a Sunday because Tottenham won't be able to play in the new Tottenham Stadium. They'll have to play at Wembley. And I don't know why that affects that game, but they've had, <laughs> they've had to move it. And yeah. so people have booked transport think, and hotels and it's affecting everything. I think there's a record fair on at Wembley Stadium that Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's due to. I think it's the NFL. Oh right, okay. I think it's when that's on. Oh. But it's they used to have record fairs at Wembley. Did the old days. Yeah, I've been to a record fair at Wembley <laughs> Stadium. How was it? It wasn't actually on the pitch, but yeah, it was good. Nice. It was good. Yeah, lots of room. Well, I've got yeah. the Smiths album there. Actually, thinking back. <laughs> yeah. The, so the Watford. So the Watford. Result. <laughs> right, yeah, bring it back. Bring it back. Sir, <laughs> so, Watford. Yeah. Yeah. So the Watford result, you expected actually beat them but we didn't that was disappointing in Swansea we beat them and I think the worst result of them is Southampton because they really haven't played good and it's not the fact that we lost 2-0 it's the fact how how we did end up you know the performance from the players how we actually how they played etc I think that was that was the most downside and it, it hasn't been good so far we haven't scored at home and our home form you know I don't know. Last couple of seasons, he hasn't been the greatest, so I don't know if that's going to carry on to for this season. But overall, I'm not. I'm not pleased with our start because I don't think majority of fans are pleased because we expected big things. And even though Watford are good, probably should have still beaten them and should have got a result against Southampton as well. So it's been it's been a poor start. I know it's an old cliche. But there aren't any easy games anymore in the, no, that's in, true. the in the Premier League. There's no, there's no easy games, but if you want to do something special, you need to be getting results against sides like Southampton and Watford. That's but, six I points mean, when Watford, it comes to. But what I mean, that, this is to build on Nick's point. Watford beat Arsenal at Watford last season. They've beaten Manchester United there in recent memory. They beat Spurs just a couple of days ago. Like that. They're teams you look at because they're in the lower half of the table and you think, yeah, that's a victory. But it's not really true of anybody. But, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. But if you want to do something special, just yeah. like Watford, though, they're being te- mm-hmm. like teams like Arsenal. You yeah. have to beat teams like Watford because yeah. there's, there's top six clubs and you know there's always going to be one team just like Burnley was last year. Yeah. And Watford are trying to be that special team. And if you want to be that special team, you have to try... you know try a load of confidence and actually beat them and that's yeah. that's the downside and alright that's that's a Watford game you look at the Southampton game and 2-0 yet yeah, again it was another poor poor result and when you look at when, when, when you go to the end of the season it's always a matter of you know three points and six points these are two big results mm-hmm. that we could have you know two two massive six points that we could have actually missed out on and you, you can tell actually by the Southampton supporters um, reaction to the result because they, they didn't think they had a Scooby against us and I don't think Watford did so they, they were impressed that they beat us which shows how high and esteem yeah. they're held in by the other team it's, yeah when we was on last, well, last week when we did end up talking a Southampton fan even then they expected you know they were like it'll be great if we get a draw it just shows that like if you know fans um, wanting their team to get a draw and not get a win it just shows how poor they are and mm-hmm. have they been 
how poor how, how poor they've been so far this season so it's just downside against teams like that you just need to get a result if you want to do something special and we haven't and yeah. it's gone towards the meltdown stage on social media and everyone's starting to get worried and some people have been saying Roy out but I don't think they're being serious do you think it's too early to be worried realistically or do you think actually after four games three points minus three goal difference isn't ideal I think yeah, <laughs> just just uh, Look at us the same time last season, seven games without a goal. Yeah. So we're, we're doing a little bit better. Well, quite a lot better. Yeah, quite a lot better. <laughs> the fact that we actually did manage to, well, we scored two goals here. Well, how many goals? So, so far, we scored three goals in the league. and mm-hmm. One in the cup. Yeah, one in the cup. So, yeah, we, in that terms, we're doing better, but that's unexpect, uh, unacceptable what happened last season. We shouldn't even be looking at that. And we should be, you know, pushing on. Um, overall, I think next three games will be vital because now we've had an international break Royce had time to think over a couple of things and you know send a message across to the players on what needs to be changed so next three games will really show you know if we're going to be doing something special yeah. or if we're not but I don't think we've got that many games that we could actually spare in terms of um, losing points I've just noticed I'm, I'm going to take you off a bit here that uh, Gibraltar are playing is it the Cipollina brothers that play for Gibraltar? Nah they play yeah. for someone else they play for somebody else yeah. well, I don't know why I thought Cipollina they're getting beat by Macedonia they're, they're in this champion, this league thing everybody's in it yeah, and then I saw Peru against Holland and realised oh that I've scrolled down to the friendlies Peru <laughs> aren't in it but um, yeah Gibraltar are yeah Holland are in the group with Germany and Italy or I don't know um, it's like- Germany and France yeah. Germany nil, France nil. Yeah, big nations. Yeah, th- that's what that's how they've done it. So like teams like Gibraltar, uh, who they're facing. Gibraltar Macedonia. Are losing to Macedonia. Yeah, nil. so it's it's more it's it's much better. Like instead of Gibraltar facing England or something, now they've got someone mm. who could actually they could actually challenge. So although they, it, they're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so that's that's the benefit of that. Yeah, you, you can see that actually because uh, in Group D four, Armenia defeated Liechtenstein two one today. <laughs> so obviously they're keeping them. But yeah, I'm, I'm confused by the group numbers and names and how they all relate. Why why do you have to have D one to D four? Why can't you just go to X because there's probably not enough teams anywho (laughs) when we come back we'll be talking about Crystal Palace again and Marathon March I hear Jamie Oliver is still being chased by people who hate the sugar tax Ian Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport Coach, cricket coach Trevor Bayliss has hinted that Josh Butler could kick the wicket-keeping gloves full-time in the test team. What did he, what did he hint? What did he, did he just... I so they said, who's going to be the wicket-keeper? Yeah. He went, Josh Butler. <laughs> Weekdays from 6.30am. The Love Sport Fan Shows. Aston Villa will probably have to restructure their club to make it a good move for Dean Smith, which seems really, really an odd thing to say because they can pay him whatever he wants. But I got a feeling he's really happy where he is. We've got a new stadium around the corner. We've got best team, arguably, we've ever had in our history. He's the one in charge of that. I'm not sure he would want to risk it. There must be a temptation. Money money always talks, but the kind of person he is, he's got obviously got ambition. I, I just don't think he's happy to play Russian roulette somewhere else. Weekdays and Sunday from 7pm. Love sports. Here we are then. It is half past eight. We've got half an hour to go. We're back of the nest. I, I can't not say it like I'm saying back of the net. <laughs> back of the net. Nope. Right. Anyway, Marathon March. What is it? It's the Palace for Life Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Organise a march every year. And 
a marathon mark. She's 26.8 miles. And it's more than a marathon. I don't know. <laughs> oh, 26.2 is a marathon. Oh, I don't know. 26. Oh, no, are you sure? It's something. 26.3 or 26.8. Yeah, there are American marathons and British marathons <laughs> with different distances. The, the London Marathon was originally, it's a weird little fact I've got, that I'm pretty sure it's true, was originally 26 miles, but that point two is specifically so that the finish line comes past the Buckingham Palace so the Queen can watch if she fancies. <laughs> so what about world records and stuff? If you beat the world record and you've run point two of a mile further or yeah, point I know. two weird, of a mile isn't it? less... Yeah. Anyway, we're walking it because we're, <laughs> nice. we're, yeah. we're, yeah. we're not that fit. Uh, it's on the 13th of October. Andy Johnson's doing it. Uh, Steve Parrish is doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the HF are going to come yeah, on. Yeah, I was going to say. Well. <laughs> uh, Mark Bright will be there. And I know our friends from Proud and Palace, Steph from Proud and Palace is doing it. Yeah, there's, there's it's, a bunch it, of groups. That's, yeah, mm. It's all to raise money for, for the Palace for Life Foundation. Do a lot of stuff with kids in the South London mm-hmm. area education for them school visits that sort of thing yeah I'm, I'm i'm actually quite worried because the other day i went out for a walk and i'm just i think i've done six miles and my legs start aching how am i going to do 20 <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a, that's a downside like that's a, have, you, have you walked that before no this okay. is my first time doing something nice. like this yeah so uh, it's for a good cause so i wanted to do it for that and also it's an excuse for me to actually you know start getting fit yeah. <laughs> but yeah ov- overall i'm i'm excited for it because Play, uh, you know, Steve Parrish will be there, and, and other f- podcast groups like FY Five Year Plan, they'll be there, and other Palace groups. So it's, it'll be interesting. And it'll be great if people can um, donate to support it because it's yeah. for a great, it's for a great cause. And um, the way you can donate is you can go on our social media uh, on Twitter. You can go on Back of the Nest, and um, there'll be a link there which will tweet after nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. And like that, you'll be able to donate, and it'll be great. Perfect. There you go. You heard how to do it. If you want to go on the march, mm-hmm. you can go to the Palace for, for Life Foundation website. The registration closes for it tomorrow. Cool. So if you, if you want to actually participate, you're doing your training all wrong, mate. Why? Because I did that years ago. Remember, uh, you probably weren't born, but remember <laughs> Run the World? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me and my mates, I was living in Bracknell then, we did it. And we thought, oh, 10 kilometres. Right. I think I must have been about 17. Right, we'll do that on the first go. And all of us were off school the next day <laughs> because we couldn't walk for two days. Yeah. I've I've been doing lots of four mile walk. I do four miles every day. Well, well, they've actually sent me tips, but I haven't looked at it. I don't know why. Well, I just thought I just thought I'd do the old traditional way, just start walking. Just, <laughs> have you done the twenty six mile walk before? No, but they say don't go anywhere near that if you're training. Okay. Only do it on the day because it might put you off. <laughs> um, but lots of lots of six mile walks, four mile walks. Yeah. And um, I'm timing myself. I've got a great app nice. on my phone. Timing myself. Yeah. I'm still not quite four miles an hour, mm-hmm. but that's because I take <laughs> the dog and I don't stop the clock when I have to do the scooping and all that. So no, of course, if, yeah. if the dog has two poos, my time goes down. Nice. What's it, what but, kind of dog is it? A uh, cocker spaniel called no. Jarvis. Jarvis the cocker. <laughs> We've, my son's already called Joe. Otherwise, he'd been called that. But, um, yeah, <laughs> nice, no, it's good, and I feel fit. I actually good. feel better for it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a, that's a good thing about it, and it's for a good cause. So a very good cause. Yeah. So, so last great. last year, I did a, a marathon walk for charity. Yeah. And then in April, I did the London marathon and ran it. Yeah. And that was the, the you know they kept saying it's the hottest marathon on record, and I ran it all. I did didn't have to walk. I managed to run it all, and the running of the marathon annihilated me for days i struggled for days to move any parts of my body (laughs) but i was fine running it the walk 
was I actually think in hindsight more painful than running the marathon thank you for that <laughs> afterwards afterwards was fine but it's it, it's because it takes like it takes like eight or nine hours yeah like yeah, of that's... just non-stop walking and it there comes to a point i think it's like about 20 miles and you just get to that point and they say that 20 miles is about the same when you run it because you get to a point where you've gone really far you see 20 and then you think well there's barely anything there's only six but that's still almost a quarter of what you've done so it's still a huge amount left to go all, the only thing I could encourage is that you wear the most comfortable shoes you've ever worn, and then it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'll but my problem was, is your feet your feet start swelling at that length of time. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's good. Nice shoes for radio. Yeah, I've yeah. got them. Um, but but Steph um, said I'm doing it again this year. Goodbye toenails. Hello blisters. Yeah, yeah I, I ended up blisters like because your feet swell, and then because your feet swell, where your tr- trainers and that were comfortable, all of a sudden they're tight. So then you start getting blisters. But when you run your feet don't swell up and stuff it's because you're on them for like six seven hours they start getting bigger and it it's it's but it's absolutely fine i actually got i actually got blisters in my first uh first attempt of yeah. doing, uh, doing go and get some nice trainers exactly yeah i think that's a good tip and i, I definitely need to do that yeah. <laughs> also uh at the finish line if you can have them there flip-flops oh yeah because yeah. you, you'll want to get your trainers off this is just good advice as soon as possible because your feet will be sore and achy and write this down feel like you're this down. <laughs> yeah so have some flip-flops yeah flip-flops okay. yeah. yeah yeah that's and that's yeah, a, that's because that'll you'll recover so much more quickly because instead of your feet still being like tied up tight in a shoe or whatever they'll be free the air will be out um, and you'll be fine well you're an expert why don't you join do i have to get somebody to walk alongside me with holding me flip-flops when flip-flops. i finish yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I don't think I'll be able to walk afterwards anyway. Flip-flops, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> I've got to drive. I've, I've got to be at Sellers at 7, I think. 7 and 8? We've got to be... No, in the morning. Oh, well. <laughs> and we head off at 8 after press stuff, and we finish at about half 7, 8 o'clock in the evening. Afterwards? That's the latest. Yeah, that's yeah. The yeah latest I think that is the latest. And yeah. then uh, oh, gonna be long day. I'm going to have to drive back home from Sellers. I'll get the coach back. But it'll be fine. It'll be really fun. There'll be a great atmosphere. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Just it'll be great. Yeah, it'll be great. We'll yeah. be doing we'll be doing different content as well on yeah. the day. You know, speak to Steve Parrish, yeah. speak to AJ. Perfect. So yeah, it'll be a good day out. I can't wait for it. It'll be great. Yeah, <laughs> I hope I didn't put you off. No, yeah. you gave us good tips. So yeah, I appreciate flip, that. Lip flops was the best one. Also, maybe Vaseline your feet sounds weird, but helps in the long run. Or take it with you. Yeah. For, what, so, what do you do? What between your toes? Yeah, oh. and just like around your heel and stuff. Just because right. eventually, it's just because you're just doing it for so long, and it's so many hours of being on your feet, and you're not not really supposed to be on your feet that long. That yeah. they just start swelling, and it means everything rubs a bit. Like your toes will rub in ways you, they've not rubbed before, because everything just gets a bit bigger. Yeah. So if you just sort of mean, rub yeah. it all out, it just makes it a bit more comfortable, and you won't notice it. You're a savior. You're just so many tips. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just wondering if I should get some of those spaces you put between your toes if you want to paint them. That Marcus nice. Got. Good idea. But then I'd have to have really, really big. Yeah, shoes. Yeah, a few shoes. <laughs> or those. What about those pump shoes? So that you fill them up, but as your feet yeah. expand, you let a little bit out every time, so it doesn't feel any different. Do so they still make them? I don't know. Well, but you could go and do your research after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Down to Russell and Bromley. Yeah. And anyway, other shoe shops. Um, so, is there any other details you think people should know at this point? So it's the thirteenth of October. They can donate online. They need to go to the back of the nest Twitter page. They can find that. And if they want to get involved themselves, go to the Crystal. Is it what's the website? Palace for Life Foundation. That's it. And there's a, there's a way you can donate over mm-hmm. the phone. I'll have a look that up in a minute. Chris Hambling, our main man, hasn't even started training yet. It's not ideal, is it? When did we actually? Start, when did you start training for the uh, marathon? marathon? Yeah, uh, 
I found it in October and my training properly started on the 1st of January, I think. End of December. January. I started running in December because you do it in April. But there's only so much... Like, I didn't need to train for eight months to run the marathon. Just do really intensive four months and then you're fine. Oh. Like, you run, like, three times a week constantly and you just build right up to it and then eventually you just do it and you don't really notice. It sounds so stupid, but training for the marathon was the weirdest thing because after about six weeks or, like, two months, you're still miles away from being able to run a marathon, but someone goes, oh, I've left my bag at the end of the high street in a shop. And you're like, I'll get that. And you can nip down <laughs> and get it and come back. And you don't even notice you've just run, like, three miles. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah I think the running would be a bit much for me. <laughs> I think the knees and neck. Mm. Anyways. Be the same, though, because you just pick up a level of fitness you didn't have, and it's yeah. weird to use it. But what's weird is, if I miss a day, mm-hmm. my legs really hurt for the first half hour, and then yeah. they're back in it. If I do it every day, then I'm not getting that. Probably, to, yeah, it's consistent, so your body gets used to it. Yeah. So yeah. you need to make sure you do that. It'd be nice the day after. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that yeah. rest. Oh, yeah. I can't like even in my first. I just done six miles and I was li- my body was aching like. That's crazy. a long. I mean, that's a really long walk. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But we have to do tw- uh, twenty. Ah, oh, but you won't even notice. You'll be having a- the thing is, it'll be so different because you're walking with people. And yeah, yeah. I think that's. I you think won't that's even notice. Main, I think that's the main. You advantage. do ten miles before you even realise you're walking. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, It'll hopefully be great. that is the situation. But yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed, that's right. Five. We'll come back in a bit and we will talk about Wambasaka and, of course, the approaching fixtures for Crystal Palace. In our survey of one, 100% of people say they preferred Love Sport to Five Live. Thanks, boss. This is Love Sport. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on a spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple-to-use app, visit 7bestbets.com. As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly. Visit Gamblerware for more details. Partnerships can be a wonderful thing, but sometimes good partnerships go bad. Marriage is by far the most important partnership in most people's lives. Everything you own or care about, even children, become a sort of partnership property. Unfortunately, sometimes only one person's vote destroys that partnership. Cordell and Cordell represent men whose partner has cast that vote. Call 0330-606161 or visit cordellcordell.co.uk. A partner men can count on. It's the debate that will rage on for years and years. Who would make the England Test Team's greatest Test eleven On Thursday, 27th of September, at the London Hilton on Park Lane, join Andrew Strauss, Mike Atherton, Henry Blofeld and Mark Nicholas as they lead everyone through a lively debate and discussion. The evening will be hosted by Chris Cowdery and will include the chance for you to have your say on who will make the legendary England Test eleven. For more information, visit lordtavernus.org forward slash events to find out more. Lifts are elevated. 
tremendous. That gives me a lift. I mean, an elevator. I mean, no. No one really knows. Really, really complicated. 558 AM. Love Sport. The Fans Show on Love Sport. With 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. So, we are back. Nick, you've got the details for donating. Do you want to go through those now? Yeah, you can do it via your smartphone device. Um, all you got to do, text to the number 70070, um, BOTN90, and then a pound sign, and however much you want to donate. So, for instance, if I wanted to do- donate a fiver, yeah. I'd type BOTN, all capital letters, 90, pound sign, 5. Perfect. And that would go to 770. And that's perfect. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, do you want to say it one more time? Because people don't always listen. <laughs> they can listen on the pod. They can listen on the <laughs> back if yeah, they want. BOTN90 um, and then a pound sign and however much you want to. So if you want to give £99, yeah. do a pound sign and 99 and that goes to 770. I'd imagine that usual text things yeah apply and so yeah. on yeah everyone gets free text anyway exactly yeah. now this be is fine. a bit different apart from my work phone <laughs> <laughs> it's a block it's an alcatel block phone nice. so i can't get yeah like a, it cost me 10p to send a text message that's outrageous it is i'm always late as well so i'm always sending messages <laughs> uh right dear wambasaka yeah he's he got selected for England under 21s certainly has been yeah it's, it's it's a weird one because looking at the England's first team man yeah, I think we saw that you know he has a talent he can he can play for England if it comes to it but I don't know when will he I don't I don't know when he'll be selected when do you think he'll be selected if he continues his performance or do you think he'll be he'll get selected because you look at England's side there's Trippier mm-hmm. um, who else today uh, there's now talks of Kyle Walker actually playing right back because if you know, if um, Gareth Southgate changes it from a back three to a back four, yeah. I don't see your Walker playing. Alexander Arnold is another. Yeah, option. Alexander Arnold. So it's it's a bit of a you know yeah. it's a sticky situation for Wan Bissaka. But do you see him getting selected for the England squad anytime soon? I think he's good enough to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that Holland haven't scored against England under twenty ones in the first half shows that their defence is doing something right at least. Um, <laughs> it, it's hard, but it again. He's got the option of playing on the wing, which is his natural position. I'd, I'd, I'd really like to see him play there for Palace. So Southgate, as manager of England, would probably be a benefit to any young player because he's someone who's worked with the under-21, so he'll trust in that system and those players. Yeah. And he does seem to not worry about reputation. Ashley Young, for example, was in the squad of the tournament, the official FIFA squad of the tournament, not in this squad now. Luke Shaw straight in because he played well. Yeah. And he's young as well. It seems like. Yeah. He, he, I think even he said it about Troy Deeney. Um, he's you know he's played decent so yeah, far. Yeah, Murray selected. Yeah. Yeah. But he said that. I think on the lines of he's basically a bit you know too old. He he'd rather go for youth um, yeah. and select youth. So, you know you understand that from his perspective because he's worked out well in the World Cup. But you look at England's right backs. Kieran Trippier is still uh, young. Trent Alexandra Arnold is still young, mm-hmm. and Kyle Walker is not. You know, he's not the oldest. Is it? I'll, I'll class him still as young. And then you look at Wan Bissaka; he's young as well. So, like, where does he get selected ahead of Trent Alexandra Arnold? I, I personally don't think he would. You know, he goes into the England side, and I think it will actually personally you know, damage him if he gets sele- um, selected for England under twenty one, especially yeah. if he's playing so well. Do you think if he was playing for Liverpool, he'd get picked? I, def- I think he will. 
I, think, I still think that's a thing, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think I, I think he will because <laughs> the way he's playing right now, he other teams realise that as well and they're giving him praises. So there's you know there's talent there, but the fact there is that you look at the right backs that and Trent Alexander Arnold, I think he has the advantage of the fact that he plays for Liverpool. Is you know he's mm-hmm. a massive club. And if Juan Pisaka was in his position, then I think he, if, of course, he'll get selected. And that's probably the downside for Juan Pisaka. You know, Palace ain't the biggest clubs of all, um, so it's very unlikely for him to get selected ahead of someone like Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. And I think you know that, that will impact his career with the England squad. He's only played twelve or something first team games as well. Yeah. I don't know if there's England players who've been picked to, you know, they've hardly yeah. had any games at but all. So Jesse Lingard. When mm-hmm. uh, when he first got selected for the England squad, I'm I'm pretty sure he didn't play that many games for Man United. And I remember because Wilfred Zaha back then there were talks of bringing him bringing yeah. him into the England squad. So that's that's the advantage you get if when you play for a top six club, you can just you know you just need a couple. It's probably of a bit more pressure, I suppose. And I guess the other thing is that we don't think about is a lot of these players in the unders systems some of them would have been there a long time so Jesse Lingard may have been I mean this is all hypotheticals I don't know may have been playing for the under 21s the under 19s and everybody might have been saying for a long time Jesse Lingard's going to be great and then the managers and everyone's aware of those kind of players and if they're at bigger clubs it would help because it would probably help build those reputations that's that's another advantage then because Gareth Southgate he knew you know he knew yeah, exactly. he knows majorities so, yeah. he knows majority of the players because they played for you know England's youth level yeah so with him that that goes to another disadvantage for Wan Bissaka because mm-hmm. he'll he'll select players that he already knows and Gareth Southgate Wan Bissaka just came into the England squad right now England under twenty one so Gareth Southgate wouldn't know much about him and. Mm-hmm. I think that I think right now, even though he's a fabulous player, I think he's going to damage his international career due to how many talented players there are available at right back position. Yeah, right. We're going to talk about the upcoming games in a second, but first, I know you want to touch on Wilfred Zaha who and his generous donations. Yeah, there was something in the paper the other day uh, bemoaning Crystal Palace that they weren't giving their, um, I think it's the ladies B team. Yeah. yeah. Um, enough money that they'd have to go out and get themselves sponsorship. Yeah, I which, saw two hundred pound per player. Yeah, which is which happens at all clubs. You know, you play subs, and okay, they're affiliated with Crystal Palace, um, but it was misreported. Anyway, Wilf stepped in, mm-hmm. and he's offered to cover it all. That's amazing, isn't it? Which is fantastic. Which yeah. shows you just how much he loves the club. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, he, how much of his wages does he give away? Ten percent yeah, charity. Wilf already gives away. Since, I think since he's become a pro, I think he gives away ten percent of his wages mm-hmm. to charity, and there was, you know. I remember when Mata started, goal. Yeah, yeah. When Mata started giving away his wages to charity, the media straight away picked it up, but Wilfred Zaha has been doing this ever since he was a pro. And now again, he's, you know, contributes mm-hmm. um, to the Palace ladies team. It just shows how much you know, he, he means to this club because he's a role model on and off the pitch and he's an absolute legend. And once again, you yeah. know, he does what he does best and helps helps people that are, you know, in need of help. Yeah. And that's, that's good to see from, uh, first of all, he plays for, and the men's team and there's there's always that there's been diversity between men and women yeah. and you know by him helping hopefully Palace ladies will get more attention as well indeed and he's such a lovely bloke although he wasn't playing on Saturday uh, I saw him arrive at the ground he had his daughter with him mm-hmm. not daughter or son of <laughs> son. Child, child, son. <laughs> a child. he had a child yeah he had a child away. Was, <laughs> uh, and um, confusing someone he, he was stopping chatting with everybody he, he had time for them and I know he didn't have a game to play but other players they just walked yeah, past yeah, with no. their headphones they just showed, on yeah, and yeah they, well, Wilfred Zaha 
I'm, I'm, when I see him now, you know, in South London, in Croydon, I'm, I'm not surprised anymore because he's just, he's such a local lad and it helps him build his connection. He's, he's got so much talent and also, yeah. you know, he's around, so he's, he's We fabulous. talked about the armband earlier, maybe weighing heavily. Mm. Would you want to see it on his arm? I wouldn't. Personally, no. I would Because he, his temp, he can't control his temper. I don't think mm. he's a leader just yet and... He's matured. Um, he's matured, but I don't think he's matured enough for him to get a captaincy. Yeah. So, right now, I wouldn't. I think you have to give him a couple more years, and hopefully, he calms down a bit more because his okay. temper, when players annoy him, he can, you know, yeah. show it on the pitch. I've always been been the impression that the you shouldn't have forwards as captains because no, you want somebody further back that can actually see what's yeah. what's going on. Um, maybe not as far back as goalie, but, <laughs> but yeah. Dino's yeah. off, he was a good captain, totally. <laughs> uh, right, let's look ahead at what's coming up. Huddersfield next on Saturday the 15th of September. Then Newcastle, West Brom, Bournemouth and Wolves. You would say that's a nice run of fixtures. Yes, it is. There's uh, none of those really top teams. Mm-hmm. That's, and yeah. that's, that's why I said we'll probably be able to tell off the, you know, Huddersfield, Newcastle. Yeah. And Obviously, West Brom's cup, match. cup game. Yeah, after Bournemouth away, probably, like, how, what, what type of season are we expecting? Because mm-hmm. we, already played, uh, we already played Southampton and um, Watford. I know Watford are good, but ideally, you need to, you can get nine points against them teams and we yeah. should be able it's to. Yeah, it's 12, so is nine the target? Um, re- I, I don't want to push too far ahead but you could get 12 out of 12 if it comes to that but two are away two are at home yeah probably probably nine, six well, actually nine. no three of them are at home is that an, our home form no they're not wait, I can't read no, no there's three away <laughs> Newcastle yeah. yeah Newcastle at <laughs> home and Wolves at home and two at home two, yeah, away, two away so ideally six six to nine points mm-hmm. I think that would be good 69 six to nine oh, right. six to nine <laughs> it's a very different radio exactly, show yeah <laughs> six, yeah I think that would be I think that would be good if the we get anything less than that, then mm-hmm. it's quite worrying because we need to yeah. beat teams like this. The game that worries me the most out of that list is Huddersfield, just because of the way they kicked us off the park last season. Mm-hmm. And if Wilf is back, they're going to go straight for him, just but, like Watford did. But but they can, because every team does that. The thing about Huddersfield is that this season, they're not scoring as much as goals, and also they're leaking in goals. Mm-hmm. So against Huddersfield, that's probably our easiest match this, so far this season. I know no games in the Premier League is easy, but... We need to be getting three points. If we get, if we get, even if we draw against them, I think the meltdown is going to be unreal, and the pressure is going to be on the players and Roy Hodgson. So we definitely need to get three points against Huddersfield. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, without a doubt, we need to get the points. But it, I'm just worried about the players getting injured and and losing them for longer in the season. Would but you rest players in this scenario if you're worried that this is going to be a specific game in which they try 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 to to fight there's a there's a week this Saturday to Saturday the Huddersfield to Newcastle games. So would you rest specific players for that Newcastle game uh, which is at home and then go with a different game plan for Huddersfield? Uh, me personally I wouldn't because Every Premier League team, you know, they're always, if we're talking about wealth, they always target wealth and, you know, Premier League teams are physical and we've had this international break, so players have had a break. So I'll play our strongest lineup and hopefully they perform and with a bit more energy, I think that's what's lacking, especially what was lacking against Southampton. A bit yeah. more energy and a bit more desire, I think with that, we can actually get a result and hopefully tactically Roy gets it right this time and hopefully players like Luca perform and like that, I think it'll be decent. Yeah, yeah, great <laughs> you there. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so, uh, if you if you get through Huddersfield, I mean, is there another game there you worry about? Wolves are uh, looking like a team that are getting better and better as they play. They've got an excellent squad. 
A month is a long time in football. Yeah. Let's, let's see what happens. That's looking a bit far ahead, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Newcastle, they're a bit of a trick on because mm. they've been good. But then again, you know, you could probably still beat them. So, ideally, six, I'll still stick by it. Six to nine points, it, we have to get yeah. that for us to have, you know, a chance of making it something special this, this season. We can't lose that many points. That's what you want. What do you reckon we'll get? <laughs> I think I think we'll get at least six points. What well, we should get at least six points. I can see us getting that anyways. Um I think the international break has come in a good time and hopefully Roy can regroup the players and we kick on. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Well it sounds like a good plan. Right, we've got one minute left guys. So for anybody listening on Love Sport who hasn't heard the podcast, do you wanna sell it for the next minute? Uh yep, yeah, we're back of the nest. You can catch us on Twitter at Back of the Nest. Yeah, Back of the Nest. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube and Instagram as well. Back of the Nest. You can catch us on all podcast platforms. You just have to search Back of the Nest. And yeah, we do Paris, we preview games, review games, and we do special podcasts now and then. So if you want to tune in, you could do. Well, there you go. Easy, isn't it? Yeah, easy. Perfect. Okay, obviously it's a while away, but uh, let's have a quick score prediction for the Huddersfield game. Given that we don't know what teams will be available, who will be injured, who won't be. 2 0. Confident, yeah. I think 2 0 Palace. We beat them last year, and hopefully, some players will back, be back from injury like Wilf, and hopefully, we'll have that extra talent to push on and get the result. Nice 3 1 Palace. Nice, that's and a good I think if, if he's fit, Benteke will score a couple. Um, but I say that every week, <laughs> yeah. <in the> hope, <laughs> I said that every <laughs> week, and he doesn't clock and all that. Exactly. Right. All right, guys, well, thank you so much. Um, that's back then. Actually, I told you how to find them. Go and do that now. Up next, we've got the Millwall fan show with Uktung Millwall. It's nearly time for the news, real news, unless I'm in any of the stories, in which case it's probably fake news. Love sport. This is Lionel, another very happy person who saved themselves money at a spokesman said.com. I'm Lionel from Peacehaven. I took note of what the spokesman said and I saved £484 per year on my energy. I found a spokesman said was so easy to follow and it saved me £484 on my energy and I would recommend everything. Everybody does the same. A said.com getting real people, real savings. Compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers to find out if you can save money. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 1.7 seconds. It's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, Chief Brand Officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. Did you know that over a year, on average, us kids tromp through a whopping 19 bags of sugar? It's in everyday food and drinks. We may look fine on the outside, but too much sugar can lead to harmful fat on the inside that we can't see. This can cause serious diseases as we grow older, like type 2 diabetes, some cancers and heart disease. Protect us kids by making healthier choices. Download the free Food Scanner app from Change for Life. Look, 50% off bed sheets and these towels. Why does everything floral? Because she likes flowers. Who? Mum, she's staying with us until her extension's built. Are you joking? I told you last week. 
You didn't. With up to 70% off big brands, 20 restaurants and a nine-screen cinema, you're guaranteed to get more than you bargained for at London Designer Outlet. Savings for all the family? Hello, LDO. Find us in Wembley Park. See website for details. Savings on RRP. It's only for three months. Coming up in just a second, we've got your latest news update. Right after that, it's the Millwall Fan Show with Akhtung Millwall. Elsewhere in the Nations League, it is Wales 4. As I'm talking to you, someone has scored again. Don't know who it was. Uh, it is now 4-0 against Ireland. A great game for Ryan Giggs. A terrible one for Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane. Anyway, here's your news. After that, the Millwall Fan Show. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.